1: giant pile of stupidity looks like you found common man and t-bone
0: big husky
2: kiss. coming up next we'll do the show this may be a new record two segments to start the show we haven't done anything that we planned never
3: never have we done that we couldn't possibly do three segments of nothing mike there's no way You have something else in there about permanent
1: nipple hardness? Produced by Panama <laughs> Ted. Too hot and a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Pay
4: me a stick of bubble gum for what?
1: Cracks and
5: gaps. re Yeah.
1: Time to penetrate your ear hole. Ew. This is Man and Bone.
2: <laughs> Happy Labor Day. Reaction Monday. We're live. Yeah. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Uh, we got a big program today. Of course, we will recap all the Buckeye goodness from the weekend. The segment that's not a segment. Yikes. At 434. Jason's
6: beef.
2: beef. With our guy, Jason Stark at 534. All right.
3: Lots of football. Lots of sweatpants. T-Bone's mm. got
2: the shorts on
3: today. You did a sweatpants Monday. Usually, you reserve that well, for Friday. You know, but- federal holiday.
2: Right. If I'm live on a federal holiday, you're lucky I have clothes on at all. You're lucky I'm here at all, honestly. That's right. Teddy's here, you. too. How was your weekend, Teddy? It's was good? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, good pregame show on Saturday? Sounded uh, good? I
6: did, yeah. Our, my broadcast <laughs> of the uh, network uh, went uh, pretty well. Like yours, yours did. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all he's talking about. There uh, you go. Uh, yeah. Before that, I'm not sure. Game sounded good.
2: Yeah. Everything, everything
6: else. Well, yeah, you know once what? the network started, I,
3: I'm... I was good before that. I don't know. <laughs> game sounded good. <laughs> Listening to Paul and Jim, uh, some of the action in the game. Not no, no. again. Their call what was are you, great. What
2: are, you, what are you bringing down my buzz for? What
3: I'm just saying, we didn't maybe get the offense no, we were no, looking for. Be quiet. We, we I'm going to start positive. Okay. All right. Here's here's my positivity. All right.
2: Um, I was running late. I had gone up to Akron to visit my sister on Saturday. Oh, isn't that nice? Good so I job. had to catch the first half hour of the game. On the air, yeah, yeah, you know, on, on the radio here on the fan, and that's not a bad thing. I just like to be home and in my own little room because I have to watch the game by myself. Yeah, but I'm listening to the game and Paul and Jim, and I told Paul this. Um, Paul's never allowed to go away. The sound of Paul makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if things are not as what they sh- as what they should be, things are not as they should be. With the offense not moving the ball, or perhaps it's not the result that you want, Paul makes everything sound better. So there's my positive moment yeah.
3: today. He, you know what? I agree with you. It is enjoyable to hear Paul and Jim back on the air, and Maddie Andrews too on the sidelines here, and all three of those guys together again warms my little Maddie, Buckeye Maddie heart. Maddie and Jim, I don't care about Paul. <laughs> so, <okay>. Paul, <laughs> yeah, you go talk Jim Lachey. You don't care no. what he sounds like. Jimmy, I do. Jimmy knows that I love him. I love Jim. Jim's not allowed to Jim leave Lachey, either. He's great. What are we gonna do? Oh, man. You and I are going to be on the call. No. No, no, no. (laughs) No's right. Me, no likey. No, no, no. Back to you. I would do it. (laughs) They, no likey. That's what I'm saying. You and I would just be me likey, me no likey. Bad.
2: Champ. Flap. Turn on the radio. It's like, no one has spoken in six minutes. Oh, yeah. Man and Bone said they
3: were going on a strike. Mm -hmm. That's right. Until the Buckeye offense showed up. Also, until we get better food in the press box, we would also oh. have like commentary on that. We would say, "Why are the uh, away broadcasters? They got some food we didn't get. We're and not going to talk anymore. Why are the bathrooms not working?" That's right. Yeah, we'd have those questions. Why? Cause, is Because we, we clogged them. No, probably no, somebody else did. Yeah. Why is in DR, the stadium? It was why the entire is entire stadium? Dr. Railsback shirtless and just like smearing war paint on his face. What's and going reciting on? Reciting lines from Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, I started the season with Paul and Jim and Matt in the car, and I enjoyed it very much, yeah, so there's that aspect of it. uh then I went home and watched the rest. Buckeyes win twenty three to twenty they beat Indiana. We talked about it last week. This Indiana team is bad,
3: all right. Yeah, they well they they didn't have quite as many transfers as other schools we've seen, but they had like thirty transfers in this no, year they, because they they have no clue what to do. They had a lot of guys that were bad or left, so they they are looking for answers as much as anybody in the country. Tom Allen, other than his buyout, knows that he his time there should be short if he doesn't start winning games. But you know what? This probably didn't hurt his cause much at all because. I think most people around the country expected this scoreline to be a lot more lopsided than it was.
2: Well, even with all the questions that we we talked about the last couple of weeks, I thought the Buckeyes would go out there, they'd cover the spread. We'd still have some questions and they'd still have some things to work on. But uh, look, you go on the road, you get a victory. That goes without saying. They win the game by 20. We can look at the defense. I heard that's some a, people say, well, good. yes, they're fixed. It's like, all right, if, if you think so. Um, we had moments last year where we thought this defense was fixed, and then competent offenses showed up, and then you realize that wasn't the case. But on Saturday, if you were to say before the game, because what did you say? Hold them under 400 total yards. Right. Yeah. Well, they did. It was like
3: 153 yards of well, total right. offense. Yes, and that was. I mean, I'll, I'll take that as a positive. That's a good step. Now, with the defense, to focus there for a second before we get to the offense, I would like to see. A little more from this defensive line right we've been told this defensive line is going to be a strength again this year it's it's going to return to levels of greatness that maybe the last couple of years we haven't seen we're going to see this defensive line really become a force again and that's plenty of time for that to happen I think uh, JT to tu- him tu- had a good year or good year good game so that's a positive from him seeing him get in the backfield a little bit Sonny Styles flying around making plays but yeah, we're we're going to need to see this defensive line especially get a little bit more push. And I know Sonny Styles isn't on the defensive line. I'm just saying we need to see a little bit more from them because of the fact that I don't think this is the best offense you're going to see. This no, ain't the best no. offensive line you're going to go up against. They had two quarterbacks. As much as we have a quarterback battle, they got a worse one there because they just don't know what to do with their quarterback no No likey Brendan Soresby? No no likey? You know who else didn't likey? Tom Allen was like, no, bad. Move him out. Let's get the other dude in. And then they had no answers. They had no idea what to do. No. So Indiana's offense not being great, Ohio State's defense slowed that down, made sure they did not do anything silly or ridiculous. That's good. That's the first step towards being a good defense is taking care of business against the inferior opponents. We got we to, gotta, I think, going to have to have more from them if we're going to do that against the best offenses they face this year, but that's a yes. long way now, away. Now,
2: can you do this consistently?
3: You're yes. right. We've, we've sure. seen this Buckeye defense even against bad competition. Give
2: up big plays and have moments that they would like back. You really didn't have any of that on Saturday. Indiana had no chance. Uh, the Buckeyes sort of played offense, too, like they knew that Indiana was no threat offensively because right. there wasn't a real sense of urgency, I don't think. You know, I thought we would see more of Devin Brown. I saw that uh, Ryan Day said after the
3: game that he wishes that we saw more Devin Brown. Okay, you, <laughs> you could have done that. That's one of my favorite things, and it happens every year. College football coaches across the country saying, yeah, I wish we would have done this a little bit more in this game. Right, you're in control of that. I saying, though. things take over. Things get out and, of right, hand, you, and you're not... You're not in your element or something goes awry and suddenly things change.
2: But my my biggest fear going into this game in this season was that you didn't have two quarterbacks that were just so good. It was tough for Ryan Day to make a decision. You had two quarterbacks that weren't very good. And that's why it was tough for Ryan Day to make a decision. Now, I know we're at week one, but guess what? This is what we're paid to do. Watch the game and then tell you what we saw. Did at any point in that game, you see
3: quarterback play that you thought was exceptional, even for a moment or two. I didn't No, I'll tell you, I saw a couple moments for Kyle McCord. And one of them was the one that got taken back the uh, touchdown throw to Marvin Harrison in the third or fourth quarter, whenever that was second half. It was fourth quarter. Yeah. Nice throw. I thought it was, I thought it was, if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was a like across the field type of throw that had some distance to it. And he had some nice zip on that pass. But, he had, but Marvin Harrison Jr. had stepped out of bounds, didn't reestablish quickly enough, so they threw the flag. Right. Touchdown comes off the board. I think he, that throw and the one right before it, he had a couple that were some zip to it that made me say, all right, that's now that's armed talent. That's someone who's a little more confident and really stepping into the throw. My concern is I hope that this goes away. I hope it's not, oh, we only see that a couple times a game, and a lot of the times Kyle McCord is panicking and not sure what to do with the football because it did look like it wasn't quite as clean and as sure as he'd like it to be. Well, what surprised me, you know, is that you
2: know, I thought if anything, Kyle McCord would go out there and he would make the simple, steady throws. And even Ryan Day said as much. You know, that Kyle McCord has done enough from a consistency standpoint to get this nod. But a lot of the throws that he missed weren't necessarily the huge throws down the middle of the field. They, they were sort of the out routes, the timing routes that we just become so accustomed to with Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud hitting those things. You know, for years, whenever we had a game like this, where it wasn't great quarterback play, the first line of defense, and I think unfairly so, would always be, well, I mean, what are you going to do? The receivers just weren't getting open. You, listen, this is the best wide receiver room in college football. Mm-hmm. This is the best wide receiver room potentially in the history of Ohio State, you cannot tell me that that was the case on Saturday. That all of a sudden, Marvin Harrison
3: said, nope, I think I'm comfortable catching three balls for, what was it, 19 yards? Yeah, right. This I'll tell you, man, what what worries me a lot about Two this... Two balls for 18 yards, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried about this offense because of the offensive line, as much as I am the quarterback situation. If you had a veteran quarterback who'd been there, done that, proven it, C.J. Stroud had another year of eligibility and he wanted to stay in college, didn't want to go get drafted top five. I would feel less worried about the offensive line being a little rough because I think by that point, you've played a year or two of college football, you know how to handle that, right? You know how to read the field, see the blitzes that are coming, get rid of the ball, make your checks. Those type of things a veteran would do, Kyle McCord isn't doing yet. This offensive line is not doing him any favors because he was getting some pressure. And what worries me is when he had a clean pocket, got some confidence, and had some time to throw, he made nice throws. When it was all breaking down around him, he looked panicked and flustered. That's going to happen more when you play the better teams. So unless this, I mean, to me, is big of a key for this year is if this offensive line can improve quickly, hopefully that helps Kyle McCord or whoever ends up playing quarterback improve quickly because – right now that's not the standard i think you're expecting for this offense this isn't there there are plenty of games where you know the win by 20 or more and we
2: come in on monday and i yell and scream and say if you don't pick this up you're not going to beat so and so right cuz we tend to look down at the schedule and project what's going to happen this isn't one of those games for me where i come in and just start screaming i just saw a lot of things that worried me And they were things that have been worrying me since spring ball. And that's what makes me a little itchy. So is this a team sort of just getting into the pool and finding their way? And we take little positive steps every single week to where, you know, in three weeks when we go to Notre Dame, a lot of these problems aren't around anymore. I I hope so. I don't know. But so far, what I saw this weekend was exactly what I was afraid we were going to see. We'll talk more about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan fan
7: traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: Well, we do have an accident on New Bixby at uh, Main Street, and police are there. Crash takes up the center lane, State Route 256 at Taylor Road. In the Sunbury area, U.S. 36 at South Wilson Road, we do have a crash here. Now, keep in mind, we're going to see heavier traffic around uh, the Labor Day Arts Festival in Upper Arlington. Of course, we've got the Greek Festival ongoing and the Zucchini Fest as well. My Rick for 97.1, the fan traffic.
0: and murdering
1: brain cells one show at a time back to man and
2: bone happy monday happy labor day we had buckeye football on saturday they beat indiana 23 to 3 common man and t-bone brought to you by the hinderer motor company so cal mccord 20 of 33 239 yards no touchdowns one pick pick and devin brown was
3: Non existent. He took three well, snaps. They didn't give him a chance to do anything no. at the time he was out there. I mean, most of it was just to hand the ball off. I don't understand. That is what also worries me with this Ryan Day situation at quarterback. If you're telling me that you've got two guys who are so good and they just barely separated at the end, but he didn't feel confident, clearly, in calling anything for Devin Brown to throw the football, it didn't seem like I don't understand. Well,
2: and, and here's look, I said this on Friday. If it were up to me, if I were making the decision, I would have let Kyle McCord play the entire game. I would have let him know, this is your game. No looking over your shoulder. None of that. It's your game. Go out there. But that's not what Ryan Day did. And even after the fact, he said, yeah, I wanted some more for Devin Brown. Now, if he would have come out and said after the fact, yeah, you know, we decided it'd be best just to give Kyle tons of reps, and then maybe next week we'll give Devin Brown tons of reps, and then we can make a decision based on that, that would make more sense to me.
3: Yeah, But But you had
2: an offense that wasn't really working, and I thought that Ryan Day would be a little free and easy with the quarterback
3: substitutions. He was not. Well, if you want to get both guys in, and that's the goal, at least it was going into this week, if that doesn't change going into next week, I would hope you've got plenty of opportunity in the next two games to be able to do that. right? I would hope that you will have your chances to let Devin Brown go out and play. And not just well. Oh, in the second half of this game, you should have had it. Well, that, again, this should have been a blowout game, <laughs> right? It should have, but it wasn't. And I think that's what he was talking about more. Is I wanted to, but not with a basically two touchdown lead or less for most of the game. No, I we didn't feel comfortable just trying to do that. I, I, I get it. Unfortunately, that's that's where this team is right now. Is they wanted to go out in week one on the road in the Big Ten, even though it's Indiana, and just get the W, and it really doesn't matter how pretty it is. And and that's a not that's not wrong to think that way you don't need style points this early in the year you are Ohio State you've proven it you know the games you have to win and you know the games the eyeballs are on in the meantime it doesn't hurt in these next couple of weeks if you can rack up points and show people yeah this is a pretty formidable offense you need to build that confidence but I'm not I I think almost this this first week was let's just get through it with the offense and see what we have and then we'll go forward from there. I'm very curious to see how Ryan Day approaches the next two games offensively with both guys. Not clearly. I don't think Kyle McCord took the reins and said, this is my job. Everybody else no. can wait.
2: Now, look, there was never a chance they were going to lose this game. At least I didn't think so. But I wanted to see a little bit more. Here are the questions I had before the game. You tell me if those questions have been answered for you. Okay. Okay. Or at least are on the pathway to getting answered. Um, defense. Right? What's it? What's it going to be? It's yeah, and I look. You can't complain with this performance. Now, can they work on it and can they build on this as the season goes? That's the big question. But one weekend of the season, that's that's a win, right?
3: to your To your point, what else at this point? I don't know. You couldn't have asked for much else no. from this defense in week one. I expected it to get better, but this was a solid week you one performance. You didn't
2: give up huge chunks of. What was the longest play they had? Was um, it 20, 24 yards? Yeah, what was the longest yeah, play they had. Right. You know, if you were to tell me that before the game, I would have said, "Sign me up." Sure. You know, just not huge chunks of yards, not stupid penalties. They pretty much did everything well. Defend the pass, defend the run, got out of their own way. I have nothing to say about the defense. Now let's build on that for week two. So that's the one thing that I say, yes, we got some good results. Did you find out if you had the makings of an elite-level quarterback
3: on this roster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you. I I don't think you got an answer on that no, quite yet. No, clearly there's some some moments, like I said, for Kyle McCord, but it's not it's not a finished product. Who is the running back of choice?
2: <laughs> is, is it Travion Henderson, <laughs>
3: Chip Trainum? Based on well, what I saw, okay. And I then mean, then mine, Williams wouldn't score two touchdowns.
2: That's, that's what I mean. So when the offense was down there
3: and had a chance to score, mine Williams was getting the call. I'm just saying, of all the guys, Chip Trainum looked like the one who, when he got the ball, looked the cleanest to me of the three guys. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, that's still a question mark as far as who the main guy is and is, We may not have a main guy. This, this may not be that type of offense anymore where you have a steady Eddie person that you throw the ball to 20 times a game and they're just good for a buck 40 to a buck 80. And that's, and sometimes you get 200 out of them that I don't, maybe that's just not what we should expect in college football offenses, or at least in no, this one, but we can you know, we can't expect against
2: a bad team. Just, some chunk plays. Yeah, that's fair. And, and we didn't right. get a ton of those. Okay, that's fair. We had questions about the kicking game. That was that was fine, right? Yeah, I'd say uh, so. Return game kept them in check. As a matter of fact, they killed themselves. Indiana did with mm-hmm. horrible penalties on yes. kickoff returns. It seemed like every single possession they were starting on their own 10-yard line.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like overall special teams didn't do anything to disappoint. I thought they did reasonably well. Yeah, I'll give you that. Play calling. Um, do we look at this and say it was a little bland
2: left a little bit to be desired because the play calling wasn't very good or because Ryan Day just wasn't very comfortable with what he was seeing from his offense?
3: Yeah, I definitely get the vibe from what we saw. I definitely think it was bland. I think it was purposefully bland because he doesn't want to put guys in spots. He Ryan Day has to know this part of it, right? He knows what he's evaluating. He knows what he's looking at. He knows if if no one's paying attention to Ohio State football and it's just Ryan Day evaluating players, and they just play these games and the record shows it later and you don't have to watch it on TV and no one gets to talk about it like us, he probably does things a little bit differently. He might have had a little more confidence to let Kyle McCord go play. I think part of the conservative game plan there is to say if this guy throws two picks in the first half, this could undo his Ohio state career. Yeah. Right. If I put this guy in a situation where I'm asking him to make big throws, you can have a bad half and recover from it. Normally at most places at Ohio state, when there's a quarterback battle, you go out there and throw two picks in the first half. They may like, again, second half narrative. By the time you get off the field, it's why is this guy even at Ohio state? He shouldn't even be here. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying Ryan day probably has to account for that when he thinks about how much do I want to roll out the offense with these new quarterbacks, do I want to put them in situations where they're going to fail that badly possibly? Now, that make of that what you will. I'm just adding in maybe the conservative nature of the play calling is partially because he doesn't have faith in these guys, but also because he doesn't want them to just shoot themselves in the foot so much they lose confidence and then they never recover. Did the offensive line instill confidence in you? No. No. It, it, dude, that's a work in progress too. You know what was worse for me? I saw some people talking about you know, Kyle McCord didn't have a ton of time back there. I thought he had an okay amount some of the time, but run blocking for this team, I, that was what surprised me more. I didn't think we got nearly that. How many times you see a running back for Ohio State get stopped in the backfield? A handful of times, at least, that happened. Against Indiana's defensive line. Yeah, which, who, was, who, was the guy, who was the guy for them, Teddy? Number 44,
2: I, I was that who it was? I think he was a transfer. Yeah, he, they he, had a lot of those guys. He was yeah. uh, Well, the whole team's a
3: transfer, right? Right. for the most part, but he was getting in the backfield and disrupting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying, so that's something that clearly needs work to be able to handle that and get better pushes in the running game. I mean, I know this is not going to be probably a run heavy offense, but you want balance and you certainly want teams to feel that threat. If I'm every defensive coordinator coming in until they prove otherwise, I'm run blitzing. Aren't you? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm taking off and saying, let's see if you can run the ball on us and sure. I'll test your quarterback's arm. Maybe he can beat us down the field. I know you got great wide receivers, but we're going to sell it, stop the run, and see if you guys can beat us with his arm. And and by the way, Kyle McCord's vision to me, clearly, again, it's week one, but this is the type of thing when you've been in the offense for a couple years is why we thought he had the upper hand. You should be able to read the field a little bit better, I would think, than what we seemed to see in week one. Again, well, it was a fourth
2: down. It was in that first half. Oh, it was a fourth yeah. down. The initial target, I forgot who it was, fell down. Was it Chip Traynum? I maybe? think it was Chip Traynum. Yeah, And then Kyle McCord had to figure something out. I mean, you have other guys out there running routes. It's just not Tri- Chip Traynum and that's it. Yeah, place designed
3: to go to a guy, but that but obviously was, wasn't there. But the, the look on his face was, oh my God, yeah. what do I do now? Well, and what did he do? Threw across his body late and, and got picked. got picked off. <laughs> that's, that's not good decision making. And like I said... You're going to have these mistakes early on as you're growing into now doing this for real, live reps, Big Ten action, all that stuff. That's fine. Next couple of weeks is where the confidence has to build up because on the road at Notre Dame, not the environment to go in, not feeling confident in yourself. What else happened around college football this weekend? We'll discuss coming up next. Common
2: Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
7: Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: Good travel times on the area roadways right now overall. A couple of issues, though. No Bixby Road at Main Street, an accident with police there. And State Route 256 at Taylor Road, we have a crash. And that has the center lane taken up. Uh, right now, U.S. 36 at Wilson Road, we have that accident also being attended, to. But overall, traffic on the freeway is in good shape, but with uh, some pockets of moderate to heavy volumes. I'm Rick for 97.1, The Fan Traffic.
0: And from
1: every
2: dime a dog night in the Midwest,
1: fat. here's Man and Bone.
2: Happy Monday, three hours a day every single day. And if you miss a show, like maybe you missed today, even though you're listening right now, maybe you missed today because it's Labor Day, you're not in your regular routine. Good news. You can go back on the podcast and catch any show that you missed
3: Yeah. normally in their entirety. Mm, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you've uh, always worked during our three to six show, and this is the first time you've ever heard this show. And you're like, I I don't know why, but I'm curious. I want to find out more. You can download the podcast and listen all those days in the future where you're not going to be able to listen. I
2: I would like to warn you if this is the first time you're listening to the show, (laughs) most times we are much more immature than this. We very much are. I mean, we're doing game conversation now. And at some point, we're going to talk about boobies and butt crack. All right. If that that sounds like it's right up your alley, go to wherever you get your podcast. Search Common Man and T-Bone. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. The podcast is brought to you by our friends. Care, heating and cooling. Mm. This week week you will need the cooling. Uh, Yikes. Thank you. It's coming up at 4.34. Jason's beef at 5.34. Elsewhere around college football this weekend. Coach Prime. Colorado goes on the road and takes down TCU. Now, I know that TCU had significant pieces moving on this year, but this was a team that was playing for a national championship, going up against the, I want to say the, yeah, in the running for the worst Power 5 program. They won a game last year. They won a game last year. If, If Colorado and Northwestern played, Last year, the world would have exploded, right? Those were your two worst power five college football programs. Absolutely. I mean, Colorado was an A, plucky, six wins, and now they're going to take the next step. This is, can they win more than a few games? Coach Prime comes in, criticized for the way he's doing things. And again, long term, will it work out? I have no idea. But this, I'm sure, even exceeded his expectations. Going on the road, week one, knocking off a team playing for a national championship less than six months ago, it couldn't have gone any better for Colorado.
3: No, it really couldn't have. And uh, just a few things here. If you did not watch this game, one, you missed a really good game. It was just a good college football game. it was a fun game. I'll tell you, full disclosure, that game was on at noon. I locked in on it early on. I flipped over to that and was watching that. And as the game is progressing, I'm looking at the time. We're in the fourth quarter. It's going back and forth. It it was like haymakers being thrown at the end. Just one big play after another for both sides. And I'm looking, and we're coming up on 330. I'm like, Buckeye game's about to start any minute here. And I really thought about like doing the flip back and forth thing. But I said, no, you know what? I got the div. The div will take care of it. I can start the Buckeye game late. I stayed with this Colorado game to the end to just see how it went. And of course, I wasn't going to miss the post game. I wasn't going to miss the right on the field where they go up to... What do they do? They go talk to the winning coach. Kind of wanted to hear what Dion had to say right after yeah. everyone had doubted him. And But I'll tell you this, man. He he, he you know, he gave his credit and all that stuff to his players. And then he pulled in Travis Hunter, who had... If you've not watched this dude play, this is the guy that he... Number one recruit, that he got to go to Jackson State when Dion was there. Flipped from Florida State. That guy playing at Colorado. The question I had coming into this game... Is he going to be playing both ways? Because that's what he did in Jackson State, and that's what he was reportedly wanting to do. And uh he yeah, yeah. He had he had uh on on defense, he was targeted nine times, only allowed three catches, had a pick in and truly a fantastic interception down in the red zone. Uh three pass breakups, fifty point nine passer rating against him. Uh oh, and then on offense, had a hundred yard game, hundred yards receiving, Eleven catches, hundred and nineteen yards, no touchdowns, but had one I actually had a couple that they were tough catches, but if he'd made either one of them, Dion said at halftime. If he made if we got him on those plays, the Heisman's chilling at the crib. Like
1: <laughs> I mean,
3: he's like he started off at halftime, started with the Heisman campaign for Travis Hunter. Little tip that like when I saw this first first couple plays and I saw he was gonna do both and go both ways, I went and checked out his Heisman odds just to see. Did you do something? I threw five bucks Did on it. Good for you. Guess what? Here's how well it's gone. I've already got an offer from the casino to buy out my bet. Because after one week, those odds went significantly down. Nice. And so they're saying, hey, we'll pay you to just give up on this so that it doesn't end up paying you thousands of dollars. No, you you got to ride with it. Oh, I am. But I'm just telling you, this Travis Hunter's a player. Shador Sanders is a player. Dude had 500 yards passing. Dion's Son, Which people said, oh, his kid's going to come play. How good is he? I don't know, 500 yards? They've uh, not set a school record. On Saturday, good. <laughs> right, maybe he won't be the rest of the year, but uh, now the narrative I've seen that's that's come out from some of the people who were doubting, and rightfully so, right? It's a little curious what Dion did. His kid's going to play quarterback. He got this recruit that's going to play two ways. How's that going to work? The thing I've heard now is, yeah, but even with those two guys, he doesn't have anybody else. He got a bunch of... Just a bunch of just a bunch of guys that are going to fill out the rest of the roster. That's who all these transfers they, are. They won one game last year. Right. No, I'm saying before this game, the question was, how's he going to do against, you know, in the trenches against TCU? How are you going to fill out the line there? How are you going to do that? What about, you can't just have a great quarterback and a great receiver who also plays great corner. That can't be your entire team. And guess what? It's not. He He went out and got a coach last year. Was it the dude from Kent State, I believe, that he got, who was a head coach? turn him in the offensive coordinator that guy's offense looks awesome maybe after some tape gets out there other teams will be able to adjust but i'm telling you this is not this is not colorado going to the national championship far from it but if you think colorado is like going to this was a flash in the pan Oh, they won a game that was lucky no like they're they're a good college football team that's probably going to win a few games this year i don't think they're going to be a national championship player but that's you though, know what though i for was one year i was talking to somebody about this today
2: because uh, you know Florida State beat LSU. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on. And someone was saying to me, you know, college football is more fun when Florida State's good. And I think that has something to do with the age that you are, right? Yes, like if you I grew up in, right. in the '90s, and you know, you start thinking about Charlie Ward and some of those teams that Florida State had. And I get it. You like the some people really like the uniforms. I saw Schlegel was on Twitter talking about the uniforms. Yes, I think. It is more fun when programs like Florida State don't suck. I think it's also more fun when a character like Coach Prime can walk in and win some games and ruffle some feathers. Yeah. I think I it makes college you. football fun. What are you rooting for here? Are you really sitting down saying, oh man, that Coach Prime, I'm rooting for TCU. No, I'm rooting for chaos. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, I'm rooting for chaos. If it so happens, it won't. But if it so happens that Coach Prime walks right into power five football and goes
3: and wins the Pac twelve? Yeah. Are you kidding me? What well, a story that would be. I mean, and not to get too deep on it, but a lot of people said, Well, he can't he did it at the HBCU level, right? But how's he gonna do it at Division One? Well, you tell me. He just took the coach of the year out and said, Yeah, let's go, let's go dance, and guess who came back? I'm just saying like he went up against Sonny Dykes who had this team TCU last year flying, got him the national championship game, right? I mean, did a pretty hell of a good coaching job last year. Coach prime came in and they even said before the game, Sonny Dykes was like, yeah, we like hearing all the talk, but my guys want to play. We're ready to play this game. All right. Okay. And what happened? I'm just pointing out. It was a very interesting thing that Dion wasn't given a shot by a lot of other schools to try this and right. He didn't have a ton of coaching experience, guess what? Colorado took a risk and it's only a short time of reviewing the returns, but the returns look pretty good. I want I want chaos. I want my team to win by 80, but yeah. I want <laughs> chaos
2: everywhere else. Yeah, I don't want my big team I to have now. chaos. I want I my want team that.
3: to be boring. But, but
2: to your point about this game, you know that I'm a flipper. I like to flip around. I like to check out other games. Yeah. Like normally, even though, you know, who cares about the actual opponent? You had your head coach gone, your offensive coordinator gone, they're the hated rival. I'd flip on Michigan. That's mm-hmm. hey,
3: going on? But you know what? I didn't flip on Peacock once. You know what? I, I can flip a little bit easier because I have the YouTube TV and I can flip between games, but that wasn't on there. So th- I, I'm a streamer, but I have a flippy stream that I can still get into if that's a term. I didn't want to go log into Peacock and go do all that stuff to watch it. I didn't check out one second of their game live on Saturday because you're right. I didn't. I didn't. But I did see something from that game that was truly annoying and stupid. What? Well, we can we can talk. Are you gonna, about are you gonna it. tease it?
2: Well, well, look at you. What
3: a professional. Mm. Yeah. All right. More from the world of college football,
2: including Bones Big Tease. Yes. Bone is always a big tease. Yeah. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the Fan. Fan
7: traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns
5: Backers. Well, we have good travel times on the area roadways. Earlier problems as far as accidents and delays have cleared. So traffic is moving pretty well right now. No reported complications on uh, 70. Uh, 71 looks good. 670 is complication-free. New West 33. No reported uh, delays right now. But watch for heavier traffic around the Labor Day Arts Festival in upper arlington and the greek festival continues high at gooddale street by richard for 97.1 the fan traffic
0: every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: One thing I like to do is use this show for my personal game. Uh, so I ask you to tweet the program at Man and Bone nine seven one, or you can text the burner phone six one four seven eight seven three zero nine three. Here's my question: Maybe you can answer this for me, Bone. Okay. I saw a commercial this weekend for the Chick Fil A Pimento Cheese Chicken Sandwich. Oh, have you tried it? I did not realize they were doing that, well, and, and I, have I have not tried it. Advertising works. You so tried I was, it? I was no. I was I was watching the football. Okay. I actually wanted to go today, but didn't know if they'd be open. Turns out they were open today, but I didn't know. Mm. You know, like Labor Day, weird. Sure.
3: But if anybody's tried it out there, I'd like to get your review. So tweet the program or text the program. Thank you. I will tell you, uh, when we were on vacation in Tennessee earlier this year, there was a local place we went to that had a pimento cheese burger on the menu. And it was right around the time of the Masters. So, of course, I was like, I got to I gotta do this. This feels like a very Southern thing to do. I tried it. Delicious. I mean, I've had pimento cheese before. I'd never had it on a burger. But obviously, there's a lot different grease uh, component to that, right? I feel like the crunch of a chicken sandwich with the pimento cheese would add an extra little texture bomb that would be really good. But I've not had it yet, so... Now i'm now i've got it i'm I gotta go get it to Teddy have you tried the pimento cheese? I would assume you wouldn't like it though because it's mayonnay
6: um, I have not tried it. this is the first I've heard of it, but uh it's not my thing what, teddy
3: how's it the, you you're a golf guy right? Isn't that like one of the Masters? No, I thought you were talking about the Chick-fil-A. Oh, no, no. no just, he's, he's heard of pimento cheese. Are you saying? No, I'm not going to the Masters. <laughs> no, I'm saying, have you tried pimento cheese ever? Not even, I thought that was oh. your question. Have you ever oh. tried just pimento cheese ever have, I you have been somewhere and have? I had, have not. Remember, oh, Ted, no, this, could
2: be, this could be your thing. That's not my remember, thing. Remember the, how do you know? The first time I told you about <laughs> egg on a hamburger, I said, Teddy, I had egg on my hamburger this weekend. It was fantastic. You looked at me like I had four heads. Oh, I, mean, I like
6: I like eggs, and I like hamburgers, so you can mix those together.
2: But when I first told you about it, what was your reaction? I had a bad reaction. To that's that. right. <laughs> said, and yeah. so I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe you go to Chick-fil-A. Maybe you buy one chicken sandwich that you know you're going to like, and mm. then you buy a pimento cheese, take a bite. Mm.
3: I know this is kooky talk. Maybe eat two sandwiches. Well, maybe if what? they
6: have pepper jack,
3: that's it, better. Let I, me ask I, you yeah. this. Could you do this, Ted? Could you say? Can you give me a side of the pimento cheese spread, and then you can take it, put a little bit on like the corner of the filet, that, and then fair. take a bite, okay, and see, or dip it, dip, dip, and then try it and see if you like it, okay. I, uh, I saw. I don't know. Again, we'll we'll get back to the football in a second, but have you seen the thing the kids are doing with the Chick fil A sandwiches now? No, Chick fil A has a very unique packaging that not a lot of other places have, right? How do they give you a chicken sandwich? It comes in that little foil baggie. More places are doing that now. Like okay. Popeye's does that. Yeah, all right, and all right. That's fair. McDonald's does it with their McCrispy. I, for, I forgot that. But the, they kind of started that as I remember it. What a lot of people are doing now is saying, get your favorite sauce, like a Polynesian sauce they have at Chick-fil-A is pretty good. That's one of my favorites. Get the filet, take the filet off the bun, stick that in the bag, dump the sauce in, roll up the bag, shake it around, and now you've got a coated, like, sauced sauce deep fried chicken breast then you put it back on the put front. it back on the bun actually that's pretty good and then i've seen people who get a side of mac and cheese and they'll dump that on top of that and smoosh it all together and make i don't know why i haven't done this it sounds delicious I don't but i'm telling you i'm telling you i gotta go I didn't do, do it because i wasn't aware of it well now i got to do that and then i might have to do that with the pimento cheese as well like get the bun or get the chicken off of there smother it in the sauce put it back on pimento cheese how could it be bad? All right, Colorado
2: goes on the road. They take down TCU, uh, Michigan.
3: Oh yeah, I was going to tell you what annoys me about Michigan. Well, yeah, they were on the the Peacock. Who they play? Eastern Michigan. Is that who it was? It, who cares? They they won in a semi unimpressive fashion. But yes, they played East Carolina. East Carolina. Yeah, Eastern East East right. Michigan. Um, if you didn't see this before the game, uh, players were walking around in free Harbaugh t-shirts. You know, I thought stupid, but. Then to start the game, Michigan on offense, they roll out into the offensive formation and all the guys line up behind the center. All the players. And they're all holding up hands. One hand, four fingers on it because Jim Harbaugh's number in college was four. They held up four fingers in solidarity for Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. I want to remind everybody what Jim Harbaugh needed to be freed from and the solidarity they were showing was for a self-imposed suspension, not the NCAA coming down on him. The school said we should do this to avoid further sanctions from the NCAA. This is their attempt to get out of their own way and basically not get in trouble more. So we're freeing Jim Harbaugh from ourselves, I guess, if you're Michigan. Now,
2: Jim Harbaugh says that he shouldn't be suspended because he knew nothing of, of these impermissible contacts that mm-hmm. he's accused of. So knew nothing about it. I know. He's just an innocent pawn in this system. I would also like to point out to all of you, this is good for the rivalry people. All right? You have given Jim Harbaugh validation. Yeah. The last two years have taken this guy from a booger-eating laughingstock that was two seconds away from getting fired to now, in solidarity, we can't be without him. And all these national writers are writing these breathy stories about how patience has paid off and perseverance and now look what jim harbaugh is yes look what he is (laughs) look what he is he's that same stupid booger eater but now he's been given all this credit because he's beaten your damn team
3: yeah i know well and rightfully so i mean he's he's done the thing you have to do that gets you credit les miles not exactly a mensa member For a while there, people thought he was a really good coach because he won some games, won a national championship, all that stuff. Doesn't mean he's a smart guy. Doesn't mean he's a great strategizer or anything like that. Just meant he got the right guys together at the right time, some good coaches under him, and they won some games. Jim Harbaugh is doing the same thing. Do I think he's the most effective coach in the world? No. Do I think that if the school had endless uh, resources, that they could have bought him out, and possibly let him go a couple years ago, I think they would have. I think they were afraid of not only that, but, well, who are we going to get to replace him? Well, now they've They all had that vindicated. loser mentality of, who are we going to get to replace him? I guess we'll stick it out. And then it turned out for him because he beat Ohio State. That's Penn, it.
2: Penn State beats West Virginia. They were fine. Didn't wow me. Uh, no. Notre Dame put up 56 against Tennessee State. Oklahoma shuts out Arkansas State 73 to nothing. North Carolina beats South Carolina, and I have a a wonderful quote from Desmond Howard. Where is that? So Desmond Howard, again, this guy. Every year he finds a new way to wow us. Whether it's you know his dumb playoff predictions or the fact that he just you know goes to the wall for Michigan even when they don't deserve it. So he's what they did uh, game day from Uh, there. Yeah,
3: they did it at uh, at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, in
2: Charlotte. In Charlotte where it was North Carolina and South Carolina. Here's what Desmond Howard said on the broadcast. I'm familiar with the border battle, Ohio State and Michigan fighting for Toledo. Okay, if that's what it is. Sure. Um, But he said about this game, South Carolina, North Carolina, this is another level. (sighs) Okay. Okay. All right. Um, First of all, the absurdity of that, just from an emotional standpoint, um, and and you could just tell. What was the rating for that game? I'm sure oh, Teddy can go sure. look I'm it up. I'm sure it wasn't great. But I, I guarantee you it wasn't the highest rated game of the week. I no. guarantee you. I guarantee you television networks not falling all over each other trying to figure out how to showcase this matchup and get it as one of the top watch college football games across the country because they know it's not possible. You're really going to tell me two schools that have played 59 times since 1903, you know what the all-time series is, by the way? I had to, I had to look this up. What is it? Uh, Tar Heels lead 35-20. to 20, oh. And there's been four ties. Yeah. But you're going to tell me that this, that series, this is coming from a Michigan guy? No, Is bigger bad. than Ohio State and Michigan? Get out of here.
3: No, you know what it is? More I, I know exactly what it is, because I think sometimes... Even I've been guilty of doing this in this business, where you get into a moment, you get caught up in the hype. He's well, out there right, at an fine. event. I'm saying that's what it was. He's, right. he's out there at an event. He's hyped up. And then all of a sudden he says something that probably I'm guessing, I'll even say Desmond Howard, as dumb as I think he's been on TV before. I think he would come back and say, yeah, I, that's actually not accurate. I don't really feel that way. I got caught up in the moment. I said something stupid. That's not well, maybe, accurate. Maybe Herbie can do it for him. That's right. How did the weekend fare for the Big Ten?
2: We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
7: Sponsored by Meister's Bar & Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: Well, we have good travel times overall in the area freeways right now. With the 270, the outer belt moving. Well, no reported delays here. 70 and 71. No complications, 670 in U.S. 33 looking good on Winchester Pike, south of Refugee Road. We do have an accident reported here, and uh, police on the scene getting that uh, cleaned up. And remember, we have the Greek Festival continuing until 5 today, and the Labor Day Arts Festival will be going until 6. I'm Mark Schrepp for 97.1, the fan traffic.
0: Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone.
2: Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. So glad you're here with us. The segment that's not a segment, yikes! At 434, Jason's Beef! At 534. Um Went out to lunch. I went to visit my sister this weekend. Oh, that's nice. She dude. lives up in Akron. Yeah. And uh, it's been a while since I've been up there. And it's it's Akron. It's the same. But I've also realized that you know we, we complain about the prices of things. You know, like uh, $17 for pancakes at North Star. Right. And it's everywhere, man. I was up in Akron. My sister said, let's go to this place for lunch. It was fine enough. I forget the name of it, like Pitchfork or something. You know, very well done, put together until they spent a lot of money yeah on the interior of this place and again i'm in akron not even downtown akron suburban akron. Subur- right <laughs> suburban next to, akron. right next to the highway yeah they got you know sandwiches yeah. italian sandwich fries
3: burger fries cheesesteak fries
2: i got a burger and fries 22
3: oh yeah yeah it's 20, 22 dollars it's happening, man. I think I think we've I think the restaurant industry has largely figured out the like. Hey, everyone is aware that inflation's a thing, even though inflation's come back down. Now it's like, yeah, but we can keep our prices up here because everyone's just going to still come out and pay. But it. you know it's, what's interesting, going,
2: though, is that you know everybody who was in this place, they were dressed like they were out for the night in Manhattan. Oh, really? It's like you're at a restaurant in Akron. We're all eating twenty two dollar burgers,
3: and you got product in your hair like you're going out clubbing. What the, hell, it, what the hell are we doing? I was gonna say, is it prom night? But it's like early no. September, so of course not. It's not that. I mean, I don't know what that is. It's weird. Old people old people.
2: I know what you mean. They were in their thirties and forties. Yes, right. There's your It's not There's, like
3: a 17 year old was there. Yeah, but people are dressed up to go out. Well, you know what? I guess that's encouraging. People are we don't want people dressing down so much that they get in there and they're like, Yeah, hi, it's me in my like, you know, G string and t shirt, and I gave no thought to what I'm wearing. It's like, well, don't wear that outside of your house. It's a little creepy and weird. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You gotta, to me, I feel unrelaxed if I walk into a place and everyone is dressed up like it's a formal. That would that would put me on edge, even though I know that there's no reason to do that at, at a place like that. It's just a sandwich place, like you well, said. Well, and look, I we talk about uh, uh,
2: Wario's over by the arena. Yeah. You get like a cheesesteak there, like $18. They're not cheap. Uh-huh. But also, two regular people
3: should be able to eat one of those things. It's a huge sandwich. Right, it's it's, it's, yes. on a huge
2: loaf, it's on one loaf of bread. Huge
3: loaf of bread, and it's a huge amount of quantity of meat right. and now cheese I, and
2: everything else in there. I that. am a fat ass, and I will eat the entire thing myself. Be, that's just me. But two normal people right. can go in and split a sandwich. But even if you're not, you're paying $18, you're getting a huge ass thing. Sure. I could have eaten three of these hamburgers for $22. Oh, really? It's not like you're saying to yourself, oh, I don't know if I can finish it. Look at all this
3: food. Yeah. I don't know what that is, man. I do know that uh, when we were talking about North Star a few weeks ago, we brought that up. I found out. So uh, my my wife's cousin works at a North Star. All right. And apparently word got around because she had heard people in the office or people in the office, people back in the you know kitchen area were talking about like, yeah, they were talking about it on Man and Bone. <laughs> so then she was like, she didn't hear the show. But she was like, what were you guys saying? And I said, I'll oh, just nothing. Just talking about how expensive I said, it is. I said, food's good. Yeah. Food's good. I'm sure all you make a nice living wage. It's a great place to work. I distinctly remember $17 for pancakes. I distinctly remembered though, the orange juice came up. And I said, I think it was orange juice. Was like what six fifty or something $6. like that? She said it's freshly squeezed. <laughs> I said, you're right. Not gonna find better <laughs> orange juice. You're right. That's right. So that's good. Hey, at least you know why you're getting. You're charging six fifty. That's if you, right. If you go to a place like, I don't know why it costs that much, but just does, then that is concerning. At least if you know, and it's hey, like, again, hey, that's why it's high who, quality. Who are the idiots here? That's what I the, said. The rest we're paying for charging for it. It? or we're we're going. me? They're buying it. By the way. That's what you just said is the biggest part of this. 95% of people are not complaining or anything. They're either not going in the first place or they're going, going, this is a little pricey. And then they come back next week and the week after and the week after. So if they're not seeing a dip in sales, who am I to argue with what they're charging? But yeah, if that's if that's too much for OJ or too much for whatever, then by all means, I get it. You don't want to go there. But they apparently are having no problem selling this to people. How did the weekend fare for the Big Ten teams, I will tell you. So Michigan beat East Carolina. We talked about that, 30-3. First of all, I just liked how you said the phrase Big Ten. You sounded so despondent that we had to go back to talking about Big Ten football. And I don't blame you because the Big Ten is largely depressing. Uh, I, except I, for I like went, a handful of weekends a year. I went back and watched portions
2: of these games today. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you my quick thoughts. Michigan, fine. Okay? Yeah, well, that You're not going to get quicker than that. Fine. fine. Don't elaborate on fine. I get it doesn't it. need it. Uh, Penn State did not wow me against West Virginia. West Virginia is projected to be one of the worst teams in their conference. Penn State is a top 10 team. I thought they'd go out and flex their muscle. They were fine.
3: No, but you know what? Drew Aller throwing for 303 touchdowns. That's that's. I'm sure that's what the Penn Staters were looking for is let's see him Put some numbers yeah, up. I but he, know, he but they, they were start. sluggish and they had to put up, what was it, 17 points in the fourth quarter to get it up
2: to 38 points? That's right. That's fair. Um, Wisconsin beats Buffalo 38-17. to 17. I wanted to get a look at Wisconsin's offense because as you, you've talked about, it's going to be very different
7: yeah, from what running. Wisconsin
2: offenses have been you know,
3: forever. I forget really. who the offensive coordinator is, but he's an air raid disciple of up. Mike Leach. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Schenectady. It what your
7: name is.
3: No, but they've they've not they're they're still gonna have running backs. They still did. They had guys who could run the ball. I believe they ran for over three hundred yards, it, if I'm not it, mistaken, it, in this it game. Actually so actually rem- reminded me of Wisconsin, <laughs> right? So as much as that hype is there, I'm guessing you don't need it to beat Buffalo, but there will be games where they will do a little bit more than what we've seen through the air. Uh Iowa
2: Beats Utah State 24-14. to They jumped out early, scored 14 points in the first quarter. I don't know how many times last year for the entire year. Iowa scored 14 points in one quarter. Cade McNamara had a couple touchdown passes, so we'll see what that offense becomes. Purdue lost at home to Fresno State. Bad.
3: Mm,
2: yeah, uh, Maryland beats Towson. Illinois survived Toledo. They had to come back in the fourth <laughs> and win that on a game-winning field goal. You know, the Fighting Carrot Sticks did some stuff last year. Brett Bielema came in there and shook the apple tree a little bit. Was that a one-year mirage? Do they have more in them? I don't know. Didn't look like it on Saturday, even though they got the win.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll say this for, you know, just the Big Ten in general. I'm not not like 100% sold on one week telling me a ton about this other than when you're struggling against Mac or lower level division opponents, that, that does concern me a little bit. I did uh, see, I checked in on the big 10 tailgate show. Cause our guy Tyvis Powell is hosting that with a uh, dream job. Mike Hall. Mm-hmm. They're the host of that. Did you happen to catch Tyvus's outfit? I did. I did not. No. All right. I flipped it on. Nice. And uh, well, they were at Purdue, which what a place to start. <laughs> you lost your big show. And you're like, where are we going? We're going to West Lafayette. Yes. But he showed up in like an all black ensemble, except for the shoes, which were gold. So he was clearly saw the Purdue faithful and said, "Hey, I want to show you that I, you know, I can uh, connect with you at least through the outfit." And then they, right off the top of the show, were like, "Yeah, Tyvis Powell, former Buckeye, he's wearing the Purdue colors today, folks." But don't forget. And then they showed the highlights where I think what was that game a few years ago was when Tyvus was playing. He had a bunch of tackles and. I think the Buckeyes won like 53 to nothing or some it was a big lopsided score and then of course the whole crowd booed him and he's like hey man that was what do you want me to do I was playing in the game I did what I was supposed to I can't to. see any pictures of this outfit if you go to my Twitter I I think I posted a picture of it but oh. yeah the shoes are I mean they are Are they the gold ones that we've seen in here before? I don't know if they were I they I have if, multiple if, pairs of gold if shoes. If I've seen these before I must have forgotten. I don't think I would have forgotten these. They were they were they looked brand new. So I mean I was I was a fan of the outfit. Just telling you, I was. Yeah, I wasn't sure at hold first. On, I got to scroll through if we've seen the, these uh, or not. I'm running
2: marathons.
3: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> running marathons from you. I posted about the soccer. Maybe a little when little did you, Buckeye when football. When did you tweet this? Saturday morning. So this Yeah, you got to scroll through like 20 tweets. Probably that's. Yeah, it's probably what you got to do. All right, hold, here True crew game.
2: Oh, I see the shoot.
3: Uh, no, we haven't seen those. That's what I'm trees. saying. I didn't think we'd seen these. They are. They're something. But Tivas look good. He did a they're good job slip-ons. on TV. Are they slip-ons? I, I think they're slip ons. I didn't notice that. They've got no socks on.
2: All right. No Let socks. Slipping on the gold shoes. All right. Uh crew
3: got a nice road win in Montreal on Saturday night. They did. There you go. Taking care of business. They uh score it was four to two, but they got up three nothing and then. Got a little dicey there. They let in two goals early in the second half, and I got nervous, but they figured it out. You got your three points on the road. That's exactly right, and that's what they need to do. Just keep getting three points where, you know, Montreal's a decent team. They're a playoff, borderline playoff team, so the crew went up there and got off a team that doesn't score, doesn't allow a lot of goals. They went up there and put on a show offensively, so this crew team, I think you can say that Houston game last week was just a little blip on the radar. Yep. Not... Not an an indication of what this team is. Go look at the last four games. Since they've come back from break, they had the FC game, FC Cincinnati game, Hell is Real, where they beat them. Best team in the league. Then they played Toronto. They took care of business there at home. Easy win for them. This Houston game sucked. It was 100 degrees and on the road. It's always bad there. Lost that one. Montreal, now they go back. They showed what they can do. I think this team is still poised and ready to go, and they haven't really fully gotten Diego Rossi locked in yet. Wait until he gets going here in the next month; you're going to see this team take off. I think we have football tonight. We'll tell you about it coming up next.
2: Colin, Man, and T Bone on the Fan. Fan Traffic,
7: sponsored by Meisters Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers.
5: Crews are still on the scene of an accident on Winchester Pike, south of Refugee Road, taking care of an accident here. But uh, overall, traffic is pretty much moving at posted speeds as we take a look at uh, 70 right now. We're in good shape and no reported delays on 71. Out of belt 270, that is trouble-free as well. And 670 is in good shape with no major delays to report right now. I'm Rick Schrein for 97.1, the fan traffic.
0: not doctors not lawyers and
1: definitely not sports hosts you're listening to man and bone
2: happy monday happy labor day the segment that's not a segment yikes at 434 jason's beef at 534 we have football tonight oh yeah uh college variety obviously clemson at duke Mm. Clemson favored
3: by 13 in this game yeah, that's fine I'm I'll check in on this game it's not one I know it's an ACC matchup it's not one that I'm like thoroughly excited to watch basically the only thing that excites me about Clemson football is when I can watch Dabo Swinney possibly lose okay I don't feel like they're losing well, this it's, game it's a road game that's fine I, maybe it gets itchy for I them. hope I hope I'm wrong I hope I you know Surfing on Twitter, or wherever, and suddenly it pops up to like, hey, they're down two touchdowns, third quarter, and I'll then I'll, then I'll probably check in. But yeah, I'll probably give it a little bit of a watch just because I want to watch some football. But I'm I'm guessing it will go Clemson's way most of the way. I hope I'm wrong. Uh-oh. Hello? Hello? There's your mic. Uh,
2: Dick Masheter, Ford fan Poll, 971thefan.com. Do you like the new rule that doesn't stop the clock on first down? Yes or no?
3: Yeah. I think that's that's right. I, mean, I think it'll
2: help. Now... Go ahead. Sorry, I would say we've been talking about this for years, about how the game has changed, and perhaps it's time for the rules to change with the game. They're still doing it in the final two minutes of a half or the game, but I think that it's about time for these rules to change. Offenses have changed. The way we call these games have changed.
3: Why shouldn't the rules change? Yeah, I feel like that rule was set up to basically allow for teams to have a chance to come back if they are down two touchdowns, let's say, in the fourth quarter. In the NFL, you don't have this, but you have offenses that are good enough to get two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and get back in a game. Allegedly, theoretically, right? The NFL should be a little bit tighter as far as the margins go. College football offenses over the years were deemed to be not efficient enough to be able to do that. But you are now getting to a point where these offenses are as efficient, if not more efficient sometimes than pro football offenses. So yeah, I I think it's time for the rules to kind of keep up with that. Here's the downside that I noticed, and maybe this is just in my limited sampling of week one games, maybe over the next few weeks, my opinion will change. I felt like I watched more commercials. Hmm. And I think the reason for that is because you're you're having fewer plays in between when the commercials happen, right? So for example, if you have a team go on an eight play drive where, you know, you're not stopping the clock as much on first down, that type of thing when that drive ends and they go to commercial break, it's the same amount of game time being played, right, in theory, but then you're almost, you could get closer to, say, like, the end of the quarter where they're going to have a built-in commercial break and or the end of a half. And so I felt like initially it seemed like I was watching more commercials than I ever had. I'm sure my brain will adjust to that, just like it took some time for my brain to get back to, like, the pitch clock in Major League Baseball, making it so that the game sped up a little bit and it felt a little bit more what I was used to. It's been a long time since I remember watching college football games that were paced like this. Also, one of the big things I watched this week was the Ohio State game, which at times felt like watching paint dry, at least when the team was on the field, on offense. So that also may have contributed to why I felt like... That may not be
2: the rule change. No, it's just
3: (laughs) bad. (laughs) I'm just saying, clearly there were games... Go see. Was it Oklahoma that you just said did that to Arkansas State? That was like seventy-three, 73 points,
2: seventy-three to nothing. And yeah.
3: obviously, Oregon put up eighty points. I mean, there there are games where they're definitely where teams still lighten up the scoreboard. I just didn't feel like. And when I watched the Colorado TCU game, it, it felt a little bit more like last year. So maybe that's why. Maybe just more scoring in a game will make it feel like college football has the last few years. I would like to remind people
2: that Colin Cowherd knows nothing about anything. Full disclosure: you and I know nothing about many things. Oh, yeah. And we'll admit that. We'll tell you that. Colin Cowherd is one of the most arrogant people. He, mm. w- he will throw out these breathy monologues where he says nothing and talks in circles and pretends like he knows what the hell he's talking about. He knows nothing. Now, this weekend, he was telling Greg McElroy who he had playing for the college football national championship. He picked Michigan and LSU. Okay. Yeah. I mean, both That's- those are top 10 teams, right? This is before LSU lost to Florida State, so obviously his pick doesn't look great. So it's not that he picked LSU and, oh, they lost week one, so what an idiot he is. A lot of people had LSU playing in the national championship. A lot of people didn't have them losing to Florida State week one. That's not the reason why I think Colin Cowherd's an idiot. Here's the reasoning for why Colin Cowherd thinks LSU is good. He says, I love the coach. I love the quarterback. And I looked at their schedule, and I think LSU... It's going to be a lot of people knocking each other off. I like LSU a lot. All right. So we have a generic, I like coach. I like quarterback. Generic, I like quarterback. And I looked at their schedule. All right. Fair enough.
3: Good. Good that he did that bare minimum of research before declaring them national champions, I want to point out.
2: There's more. I think it would
3: be a real story because Brian Kelly
2: was at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has resonance in Los Angeles. And I think if they beat a Michigan and it was a competitive game, it would be a win for college football. The SEC winning is not bad. The SEC beating Michigan State in the playoff by 40 is bad. So if it's LSU 35-33, I've got no problem with that. Okay. (laughs) So, no. Mental gymnastics. Let's let's do this. What does that even have to do with... Brian Kelly is from boston yes originally originally okay? northeast guy originally yeah, from right from boston he coached at notre dame notre dame has popularity in los angeles not everywhere else just, just in los just angeles in LA. that's right, right. certainly yeah. not as much as i don't know chicago <laughs> the third biggest media market in the country sure that notre dame kind of calls home anyway uh notre dame has residents in los angeles And so if they beat a team like Michigan, not Notre Dame, LSU. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah. but Brian Kelly. But he's got an attachment to Notre Dame. Right. And just that mere attachment will get the city of Los Angeles in an uproar. Yeah. If they beat Michigan then in a close game, that would be great for college football. Mm. Um, Wonderful logic right there. Makes (laughs) a lot of sense. Um, I'd also like to point out that Ohio State also has resonance. In Los Angeles, them winning the title would... I like how Los Angeles, too, is the beacon we should all be looking for.
3: That's just what Colin, half of everything he's ever talked about, once he moved out to L.A. and started doing the show out there, suddenly it's, you know, well, in the L.A. market, I know this. When I talk to people here, and that's then what his barometer is for, like, America. Because if it resonates in L.A., it resonates everywhere. That's how he looks at life, even though... He's on stations in Pine Bluff, Arkansas that get 200 listens a day. That's where his audience actually lives. He wants to tell them all about L.A. Here's the thing that I don't understand, though. Ohio State has resonance in L.A. Uh, Notre Dame has resonance in L.A. None of this has anything to do with LSU the- yet. Right. Also, none of it has anything to do with who's actually going to win games in your league based on talent. The Dallas Cowboys, no offense, Ted, they have more residents than any of these teams in LA, I would bet you, because they're the Dallas freaking Cowboys, they're one of the most popular teams in planet Earth. They haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years, not because they don't have residents in LA because they didn't have players who resonated in the NFL. That if LSU doesn't have guys who resonate in the SEC and can win games, it doesn't matter who their coach is, doesn't matter that he coached at Notre Dame, doesn't matter that some guy in LA is like, "I know who Brian Kelly is." That's not the question. The question is Will LSU? You called them national champs. Why? Answer: Because LA likes
2: them. That and makes no sense. He likes the coach and the quarterback and the schedule. There's that. <laughs> not I just not to understand mention understand let, let's, the let's is. say that how LA goes is how college football goes, sure. which is that's what they never always been the say. case. It never will be the case. But let's just assume that's the case. Wouldn't the team that exists in LA, USC? <laughs> that was a heartbeat away from the playoffs last year had the heisman trophy winner on the team who is returning and has a realistic chance of winning the national championship wouldn't that be a bigger story than notre dame by association yeah. brian kelly and lsu winning the championship i mean if we're going to talk about la and stories mm-hmm. wouldn't the trojans winning be the story
3: yeah that that would be mike that would make sense i'm to me. sorry it makes no sense this guy's an idiot. He gets paid millions of dollars. Okay, right. And and I know he has to know a little bit about everything. He knows this nothing is, about everything. This is not even the definition of a little bit. It's a definition of nothing that he knows about college football. Yikes! Is up next. And T-Bone has promised me a positive I do. Yikes. I have a positive yikes I'd like today. like to point out, I'm mocked all the time for positive you yikes. You have been, and I, and I will still mock you for it, but I'm going to adopt it today for one exception. All I'll right,
2: yikes back. is next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
7: traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: And Columbus area traffic on the freeways moving well with uh, no accidents or major delays. Volumes are going to, of course, be building as uh, folks return home after the long holiday weekend. So watch for heavier traffic on 70 and 71, 670 and 270 in U.S. 33. Winchester Pike, south of Refugee Road. Accident here is still being cleaned up, so watch for delays in the area. And again, we have the closure of Olentangy River Road between Home Road and Hyatts Road in Delaware. I'm Rick Shrimp, 97.1, the fan traffic. (laughs)
1: Back when I was banging, this show slapped. Whatever the hell that means. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bow.
2: Sports gambling is legal in the state of Ohio, and the place where Bone and I like to do all our gambling mm-hmm. and all our bocce ball in the parking lot Yeah, that's right. is Hollywood Casino Columbus. Go there. I got a brand new... Sp- you okay? Choked on my own spit. Oh, don't do that. Brand new sports book. It is fantastic. I've been there. You can play the slots in the casino, have something to eat, go to the sports book, listen to a crappy fan broadcast all right at Hollywood Casino Columbus. Go there. Do it now. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: Speaking of crappy fan broadcast, we will be out there, I think, later this month. Oh, yeah. I feel like coming out there in a couple of weeks, so be looking at 971thefan.com for more on that. Yes, and unlike all the other things we've done in the past, we will not charge you admission. No, this is free. This is free. Just come hang
2: out. Come and see us. That's right. Thank you. Yikes time. LSU lost to Florida State last night. Florida State's a good team, so that's not entirely a surprise. What was a surprise was how the Tigers pretty much crapped their pants. LSU was up 17-14 to 14 at the half. Should have had an even bigger lead. They were stopped on two different possessions on the Seminole one-yard line. Yikes. Then the second half started. Florida State went on to score 31 unanswered points in the second half to win 45-24. Yikes. It was LSU's largest margin of defeat as a ranked team in a season opener. That's a lot of gobbledygook. Since the AP poll started back in 1936. Yikes. Yikes.
3: Uh, if you went to Burning Man, the annual festival gathering. You're probably of, still
2: there if you went right? to Burning Man.
3: Yeah, it's a festival of, uh, I mean, I'm putting this gently, like hippies and people who like to be counterculture. Go out there. It's an arts festival. There's music. And of course, you kind of live out there. You're camping. It's the middle of Nevada. It's the, uh, they call it the Black Rock Campgrounds, but it's in a desert, essentially, Black Rock Desert, where it doesn't get a lot of rain. But when it does, problems occur. It's a dried up lake bed, but. The silt and mud there, when it gets rain, it becomes like a gooey, concrete-like mixture. Not good to get cars or bikes through. Unfortunately, they had a lot of rain since Friday. Declared that everyone needed to shelter in place, did the CEO of the Burning Man Project, uh, Marion Goodell. Although she said, don't worry, we don't need the National Guard to evacuate people just yet. Couldn't get food or water to them over the weekend. The porta-potties were apparently overrun. Mud is everywhere. Doesn't seem very healthy, but hey, seventy thousand people stuck in the middle of the desert. Why get the national guard involved to help those people out at all? Right? Yikes! You know what else is all around? You talk about the mud, uh, poo. Yeah, right. If the if the porta johns are getting serviced, then oh, that's that's a problem.
6: Poo. All right. Earlier, you guys were talking about the change in the college rules with the with the clock rules in college football and how it's led to fewer plays and possessions for teams. You guys are a big fan of it, Chip Kelly. Not a big fan. He was upset his UCLA team. They only had four possessions during the first half of their game. Yikes. And then if you want to compare that to what the Buckeyes did last year in their game against Indiana, they had 17 offensive drives. This year,
2: only 10. Yikes. For the whole game? Yes, it's changing. Right. Yes. Also because the offense sucked. Well, well but,
6: uh, yeah, but they still could have scored Points on those drives. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. That's
2: fair. They didn't. Uh, A power forward on the Serbian national team took an elbow to the midsection during the FIBA World Cup. Nothing truly out of the ordinary, at least that's how it seemed. He was rushed to the hospital, had emergency surgery that night to try and repair the damage to his kidney. But there were complications, and the hospital had trouble finding his blood type. Several of his teammates volunteered. Yikes. Uh, Yesterday, they had to open him up again and remove the kidney completely. Yikes. He is expected to
3: survive, but will
2: remain in the hospital for quite some
3: time. Yikes. Uh, Police say a man in Phoenix let his 10-year-old son drive a pickup truck on the freeway. Department of Public Safety officials said the boy led troopers on a brief pursuit Saturday afternoon, weaving and speeding on State Route 101 in Scottsdale before being pulled over. They're not releasing the name of the dad or obviously the kid. They don't want to you know, do that for the kid's privacy. But 49-year-old father was arrested on suspicion of endangerment, unlawfully permitting a minor to drive a vehicle, and having an open container of alcohol in the vehicle. I guess that's the one positive here was the kid was not drunk, presumably driving the vehicle. Dad, it sounds like, was. But either way, that's a horrible big yikes. Okay, Oregon State. They beat San Jose
6: State yesterday, which improved the Pac-12 to 13-0 on this season. Yikes! This marks the first time every team in the Pac-12 has won its season opener since 1932. Yikes! Looks like big things are coming to this conference. Yikes!
2: Uh, Oregon, one of those Pac-12 teams, put up 81 points against Portland State. That deserves a Yikes! And please allow me to remind you again how ridiculous it is that you have schools with this kind of talent gap playing each other. So, yikes for that. The 81 points were the most for the program in the modern era. Yikes. Oregon's mascot does push-ups in between scores. And with 81 points, that's a lot of push-ups. How many, you ask? 546. Jeez. 546 push-ups in a mascot costume. Yikes. I don't care how many yards the offense put up, how many points they scored. If you're not in the locker room after the game and giving
3: the duck, the game ball, you're wrong. Yikes. Agreed. Uh, now that may be one of the greatest athletes out there is whoever was doing those push-ups, I want to tell you about another great athlete. And this is a positive. Yikes. For I believe possibly the greatest living athlete of our time. That is Courtney DeWalter. Never heard of her. Let me help you out. First person ever to win the hard rock 100. That's a hundred mile ultra marathon. She won that this year. She won the Western States hundred mile ultra marathon also this year. And over the weekend, she claimed first place again in the UTMB. That is the ultra trail Mont Blanc, Mm -hmm. which is uh, in France, Italy, and Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken, goes around the Alps, hundred miles through the Alps. She won all three of these races no human has ever won all three in the same year. She owns the record in each of these three races. Positive yikes! She's incredible, and you should look her up. Courtney DeWalter. She runs in basketball shorts and drinks beer after she wins. She's fantastic. My gal, Courtney DeWalter, getting it done. Yikes.
6: all right. You mentioned this right. early. <laughs> that means that hated
3: that last All yikes. Right. That's
6: what that means right there. Uh, the uh, Florida State, you know, they destroyed LSU last night or forty-five to twenty-four. Yikes! And you said they gave up forty-five points, and that was the most they had allowed since nineteen thirty-six, which when the uh, poll era started. Yikes! Do you know who they were tied with with the most ever given up in this uh, AE poll era? Do you hey, know? Are you quizzing?
2: Well, I can. No, I don't know.
6: No idea. Okay. That would be Oklahoma. They lost to Notre Dame forty-five to twenty-one in their season opener. Opener and nineteen sixty-eight. Yikes! Back when Notre Dame was banging. Back when you were right. banging. No, I. Back I, when your
2: parents were banging. <laughs> hey,
6: yeah. Maybe not for them me, but you know. let them live.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Let them do
6: what they got to do. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I think we got them all. I saw the White Sox were losing
2: today, twelve to one. That is a yikes! that is a yikes. <laughs> Season's over, buddy.
3: <laughs> you know what? Move the team to Nashville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who I think cares? That's, that's the ultimate
2: that's the care. ultimate
3: White Sox fandom right now. Go just go I, ahead and I, do I fli- it.
2: I flipped on the game yesterday. They were playing the Tigers and they're losing six nothing. My six year old says, That's good, Daddy. And I said, all, all right. I mean, I think it's good. Yeah. Because I'm rooting for my team to lose and just be humiliated. However, she then proceeded to tell me it's good if the White Sox lose because they get a better player. I don't Ooh. remember telling her that, but
3: clearly I <laughs> did. She's picking this stuff she's up. She's adopted it she's, early. She's very excited about Adam Fantilli. Uh, that's right. Very excited. He's, he's going to be a great baseball player and hockey player. She's
2: a little iffy on Yarmo, though. Well, Thinks think Yarmo's she's been given too much time. She's very
3: perceptive, then. That's what I know. A little iffy. Yeah. Considering Yarmo was on the job four years before she was born (laughs) well doesn't mean she can't criticize the job he's doing now that's right she's here
2: now so is he uh we spend too much time talking about things that don't matter i'll tell you what that is coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
7: sponsored by meister's bar and pizza home of the grand view brown's backers
5: Well, heading out on the area roadways, you're going to find some increasing volumes of uh, traffic with uh, folks heading home after the long holiday weekend. We do have a couple of festivals still going on, so watch for heavier traffic. Traffic high street at Gooddale with the Greek Festival ongoing until about 5. And we have the Labor Day Arts Festival as well in Upper Arlington continuing. Police on the scene of an accident, Winchester Pike, south of Refugee Road, and they're getting that cleaned up. I'm Rick Schrepp for 97.1, the fan traffic...
1: Best known for their contributions to the fast food breakfast world. This is Man and Bone.
2: Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. Uh, Buckeyes beat Indiana 23-3. to three.
3: We'll talk more about the game in the 5 o'clock hour. By the way... Uh I didn't realize this, and I'm surprised that I didn't all this time that the Buckeyes played Indiana. Are you aware of what the IU defense apparently had that they were using this weekend? What they had? Yeah, on the sidelines, apparently, I didn't see this, uh, but apparently they have a takeaway belt. Like, you know how they have the turnover chain yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. Defenses have done that. They have a belt there. It's a takeaway belt. Interesting thing about that one. That's a gift from the McMahon family because they have a player Declan McMahon who's on the roster and apparently they what's his relation it. he's uh, I don't know I I don't know if that's Shane's kid I think it's Shane's kid. okay yeah so Declan McMahon is on the roster and the McMahon family gave the team a turnover belt that they get to use that presumably at. is the quality of you know a pro wrestling belt like a real one so Declan McMahon also tore both his quads in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running He's out until further notice. That's right. They had to improvise the rest of the the rest of that match all for all for Declan. McCann.
2: We got day baseball today, Teddy. <laughs> Reds hosting the Mariners, top 3. What is it? 5 nothing. Yes, sir. Five nothing. Reds in the lead. Mm-hmm. Spencer
6: Steer, a three run bomb. He's got twenty home runs now on this season. Let him live. That's mm-hmm. good. Couple come from behind wins over the weekend too. So at least they split with them. We were hoping to get three out of four, right? But yeah, but, yeah. Three but, out of four is what you needed. Yeah, and well, it's funny because then today, then I have to root for the Cubs, I guess, because they're playing the Giants, who are tied with the Reds in the wild card. So I'm like, what do
2: I do? It's it's puzzling. Root for the Reds,
3: and then right. let, the rest, your team, let yes, the rest team the work then, itself out. Yeah,
2: good. Good suggestion. That's the way you're I not would at do the it. point right now where you can you have to root against other teams.
3: Yeah, and also, you know you what you need do? You just need to win. Yes. Right, if you keep winning, you're yeah, not totally it'll shake out. out. Right. Yes. And then tomorrow you could root for whoever won in tonight you could root against whoever won tonight's game in that Giants Cubs game. How about that? Uh CJ Stroud has been named a captain for the Houston Texans as a rookie.
2: He was named the starting quarterback. That was not really a shocker considering it's Davis Mills and him. Right. And you yeah. Know take him that high in the draft for a bad team, I would assume he starts and now he'll have the captaincy. Captaincy? Yeah, I think that's the right way to deploy that word. I think you're right. Um, It seems like for the last two months, and we've tried to stay away from it as much as we possibly can, but every single sports media website and sports business, and it's all about first take and undisputed and what Skip Bayless is going to do with Shannon Sharp walking out the door and Shannon Sharp's joining first take. Oh, my God. And I said at the time, man, people are really, really concerned about something that really isn't that popular. We've sort of convinced ourselves that this is a huge deal. This is a huge competition between these two shows. Right. And it's not. And even the champion, first take, spoiler alert, when it comes to viewers, it's not that big of a number. So Monday was the first time that both new versions of the show went head-to-head with each other. Last Monday, okay? First take drew 448,000 viewers.
3: The way that you heard sports media talk about it, you would think it would be 10 million. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a... Even in the this era now where you do not have cable companies having those, the chokehold they used to on the entire industry, There's streamers, there's all kinds of other outlets... 400,000 is not a ton of people. 448,000 viewers. I'm saying they've lowered expectations. That's still below expectations. That's what that. $10 million a year pays for God. with uh, Stephen A. Smith. Don't you think you just give the advertisers all those people like, hey, we'll just give, you, we'll give your know. customers $10 million to go buy your products. <laughs> How about that? 448,000
2: viewers first take. Undisputed on that day, 131,000. So not close. God. On Tuesday, it was 474 for first take. And one hundred and twenty thousand for undisputed. On Wednesday, it was four hundred and twenty-three thousand for first take. And Wednesday's undisputed number seventy-eight thousand. Oh my! By comparison, oh my friends, gosh. this show does seventy-eight thousand a day. This the this show that
3: you're listening local to right radi- now, a local radio locally, show here and on podcasts, We do seventy-eight thousand a day. Mike, how many ads do they run for our show nationally on Fox broadcast? Zero. How many ads do they run for our show on national ESPN, college football, and NFL broadcast? Okay. NBA broadcasts on ESPN, do we have any national commercials running? No? Okay. I'm just saying, that's local media numbers, folks. That is one... Local television or radio station in your market could easily get those numbers in a day. Maybe not at that time of day, but we're talking about one city in one place in America getting the numbers that a national sports talk show does on Every other commercial you see on these college football games is for something on ESPN, their programming, all that stuff. Every time one of these high-priced players flames out or they
2: suck, whatever it is, we always see these comparisons like, hey, Chris Davis was paid $74,000 per strikeout. Right. Right? Yeah. I wonder how much, if you broke down Skip Bayless's contract, how much per viewer? Oh, he was paid. It's a joke. 78,000 viewers. This guy's the highest paid employee at Fox Sports, really.
3: Well, that's the thing I don't understand. You you may not like the, you know, uh, Big Cat, PFT comments or guys on Barstool. You may not like Pat McAfee, the way he does things. Uh, There's other guys, too, like John Boy Media that has that YouTube channel and tons of social media stuff for baseball. Those guys can draw numbers that would make this, this... This is laughable compared to what those guys can all draw. They're not... I mean, I know Pat's now on ESPN and he'll have a bigger role in all that stuff. I'm just I'm pointing out that you could bring those guys in and have them do their own shows in the mornings. And that would draw more, I think, than a 78-year-old Skip Bayless who's just going to scream about the same five things over and over. Let me guess. Skip Bayless had hot takes on... Prime Dion Sanders, one way you know, or the other. Actually, he had hot takes on the Cowboys. Was, was the opposite. Hot takes on the Brian because you had Michael
2: Irvin, Richard Sherman, and Keyshawn Johnson pretty much talking to each other. Well, that's and right. Taking yeah. over the conversation. That's and right. Skip really didn't have a role, and I'm sure that's why he's saying, "See, that's why we're tanking." No, I we're know. tanking because I need to talk more.
3: No, they, they'll they're going to have it just be one guy at a time. Isn't that the idea? I have I thought, no thought. I think they're going to. Ro- I think the first couple days they did that just to say, look, everyone's here. But I think they're going to rotate a uh, like basically someone's going to be the Shannon to skip. Oh, fine, and they're going to rotate one former player in at a time to do that. And so each they'll probably whittle it down to who's the best at that, and that'll become the new show. I'm just saying. those numbers do not justify those contracts at all that they talk about for Fox Sports
2: Um, LeVar Ball is back, he's bringing Big Baller brand back we have a story about two people kicked off a plane because of vomit (laughs) and we will continue to discuss Ohio State beating Indiana coming up next Common Man and T-Bone on the fan Fan Traffic
7: Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza Home of the Grandview Browns Backers
5: Freeway traffic uh, moving well with uh, no reported complications on 70, 71, 270, or 670. Some pockets were seeing some heavier volumes of traffic as the long holiday weekend wraps up. We do have a problem on North Napoleon Avenue near Etna Street with a crash, but uh, no major delays and police on the scene. My am Rick Shred, 97.1, the fan traffic.
0: We
1: tried unplugging and then plugging them back in. It didn't help. This is Man
2: and Bone. Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. So glad you're here. Jason's beat at 534. Buckeyes beat Indiana on Saturday 23-3. to 3. So it's a 20-point victory. They were favored by 30. I don't necessarily care about not covering the spread. I didn't put cash on it. It's just... You know, this is a bad Indiana team that you were playing. Even a Buckeye offense trying to figure stuff out, I thought would put up more than twenty-three points. They did not. Uh, who's the starting quarterback going to be for this team in a couple weeks? I don't know. Maybe it's still Kyle McCord. He didn't show me much on Saturday. Devin Brown showed me nothing because he wasn't given an opportunity
3: to show me anything. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I don't think Devin. I, <laughs> I'm I'm curious with Devin Brown because I saw very limited. Obviously, we only saw him throw it three times, I believe, but yeah. three snaps the whole game. No, he he played a little more than that because right at the end, I think he got a couple snaps. Oh, that's there, right, too. that's but, right. But, but yeah, you're right. Like he had that one series where it was three and out, and then we didn't up, see him up again up until the end. Yes, it was three right. snaps. But what I'm saying is, I mean, again, it's limited reps. I only I what I saw was a guy who didn't look very fluid out there throwing the football. But again. Kyle McCord didn't look fluid half the time throwing the football either. And then he had a couple where he reared back and finally you got to see, oh, that's Kyle McCord. Give him a second. He had the right read. The call was good. He made a nice throw. Marvin Harrison stepped out of bounds. Yeah, that's that throw over the middle though, right? To Kate Stover, which. Yeah, that was the best, best throw of the game. Yeah, Kate had a nice game. And, and he was, the I think, the offensive player of the game too for that. But I'm just pointing out that we didn't see a lot from either quarterback in my mind to say we should change what you already have. Kyle McCord is the starter. Unless they come out this week and say, we're going to give Devin Brown well, a whole game. Here's,
2: here's what I wanted to, to throw at you. Um, you know, look, coaches say things. Nick Saban comes out and says he's concerned about every single opponent he plays and he goes out there and he wins by 70. Sure. This is Youngstown State that's coming in here. Okay? I understand Indiana, road team, Big Ten, even though they're terrible, you're going to go and game plan to win and win the game and that's what Ryan Day did. Youngstown State, Ryan Day should not be game planning to win because they're going to win. They're going to win by a lot. If I'm Ryan Day in practice this week, I'm telling my guys, hey, congratulations. We're playing two football games this weekend. We're playing a first half game. We're playing a second half game. And I almost treat this game against Youngstown State like a scrimmage. Kyle McCord, you're my starter in the first half. Devin Brown, you're my starter in the second half. And it's not just for the quarterback position. I'd rotate guys around. It'll probably be hot. You know, they would need the break anyway. I would treat this like two separate football games. You don't need the game plan to win this game. Now you have to get guys ready to go in a couple weeks to go up to Notre
3: Dame. Yeah, I do think, I, I, I like where your head's at on that. And I agree with you. I would like both guys to know you have a whole half here to just do your thing. We're not pulling you. You can throw three straight picks. We're not pulling you. Doesn't matter. And we're, we're going to design the offense to cater to you. Right. De- gonna, Devin Brown is going to run a different
2: offense in the second half than Cal McCord's well, running in the first we're half. We're
3: going to call play, especially, and I'm sure they don't do a ton of the, like, they don't change the playbook necessarily, but they might say, we lean on these plays yeah, more with Devin Brown. Yeah, all those plays are in there. Yeah. So the downside to that is, for Devin Brown, I doubt they're going to put Marvin Harrison Jr. out there much in the second half. You know what I mean? Now there are other guys you can throw to who are also really, really good. It Didn't seem to matter for Cal McCord. Fair enough. On, on Saturday, yeah. you didn't go to them except for the touchdown that was called back. Yeah, I'm just saying, hopefully that's a situation where you can get both guys a chance to have some reps with the ones. Offensive line, by the way, I don't rotate them out. <laughs> Offensive line, I think, other than maybe you give in the fourth quarter some guys a breather, But I think Devin Brown should have a whole quarter with this offensive line. Fair enough. They need to adjust and get better, and they've got a lot to work on, in my opinion. The offensive line, to me, was a big story coming out of this. They are young, so there's going to be a lot of learning curve here for them, but this would be the time to get it, right? Get And again, they're going to be able to push around Youngstown State. If you are seeing Youngstown State in the backfield, as much as you saw Indiana in the backfield, then we got even bigger problems than we think. But This offensive line needs to gain some confidence. And then the coaches come back later and say, yeah, we put up a lot of points, we did a good job here, but you guys are still blowing assignments. You're still missing things. That's different. I'm just saying, let them go out there and play for three straight quarters against Youngstown State and really get the feel of this and really get that speed and go against a team that is trying to beat you, not just a team you're scrimmaging against, all that stuff. That should help a little bit as well in the confidence department for this offensive line.
2: The game against Youngstown State on Saturday is a noon kick. Catch all the action right here on the fan. What time's pregame coverage start for that? 6.30? Yeah, I believe oh, Whatever the right. hell time Devere wants to get in here? <laughs> 7. <now>.
6: <laughs> Whenever.
2: <laughs> Whenever he shows up. Right. That's when we'll start pregame coverage. Um, two passengers were kicked off an Air Canada flight for refusing to sit in vomit-coated seats. So here's what happened. What? Plane was sold out. Right? They have assigned seats. On Air Canada. It's not like Southwest where it's pick your seats. Yeah. And so two women get to their seats and they smell a foul odor and they see remnants of puke oh. on the seats. Oh, no. No,
3: no, This no, is no. a Vegas to Montreal flight. Okay? Not that it would be better if it was Vegas to LA, but still. Right. Bad no matter what. This is that's a, a long, long flight. This is a long flight. Long flight, yeah. Okay? So, clearly, someone on the previous flight,
2: or many people, threw up. Ugh. on those two seats the flight crew you know because they turn these planes around in like 10 minutes yeah they got to really try to clean up the puke but obviously you're just wiping surface puke off but there's still puke remnants you're not deep cleaning these seats no so the people get there they're like this is disgusting and it smells sit us someplace else the flight attendant says i'm sorry ladies this is a full flight mm. you either sit in these seats or you don't get on this plane So the flight attendant came and offered them some blankets they could sit on. Yeah. You know, but they didn't want to do that. Uh. But they wound up, I guess, sitting on the blankets that were sitting on the puke. And this
3: smell was permeating through the entire airplane. Oh, yeah, I bet it the, was. The puke smell. Not exactly. I mean, they do the best they can, but there's only so much ventilation on an airplane cuz they have to have it all sealed up when you go up in the air. So these women started to sit
2: in the the puke seats with the blankets over them. When the pilot came over and said, "You have two choices. You've been disrespectful disrespectful to my flight attendants. You can either get up and leave right now or security will escort you off the plane." Oh jeez. And they said, "I don't know what you're talking." We weren't disrespectful. Other people sitting around said they didn't. They weren't disrespectful. No, they probably had reasonable questions of, "Do I have to sit in puke?" They're they're going to bat for these people who are sitting in the puke. The pilot says, "Okay," and has security come and remove them Ugh. from the plane. Ugh. I have not seen a comment from Air Canada at this point. Oh but-
3: no. I mean, I, I would love to see video of this just to make sure. But assuming that that's, you know, usually on a flight, if if someone's out of line, other people will say be like, "Yeah, get him off." No, here. other like people
2: were coming to the defense of right, these women.
3: Right. I, I, I do understand this one aspect. I can't blame the flight attendants for saying, "I'm sorry." We can, if they had offered, I hope they did, to say we can rebook you on another flight. And we will comp you all this. Yeah, we're going to give you money. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to pay for the next flight. I know you're going to have to wait a few hours. We'll try to get you on another airline, whatever we have to do. I can understand that. And then if they said, no, nah, we'll stick it out and stay on the plane. But if they're like, eh, you can leave and just wait until tomorrow for this flight to come back again. And what, sit on the same plane with the same puke seat? No, thanks. The downside is, I don't know what, how do you fix that? If you're on the airline, you can't like move someone else out of their seats. It's no. a full flight. You offer them money either way. Pretty much. That's you what say, you have you, to if do. If you sit
2: down and deal with this, we're going to give you money. If you decide you want to go back and take a later flight, we're going to give
3: you money. By the way. That's what it is. That speaking of full flights, it just reminded me of this. My traveling frustration from the last few times I've flown now, because I haven't flown a lot in the last few years, but it's been enough now that I've gotten the vibe again and I have I have a problem. Okay. There is a thing the airlines are doing now where they are booking every flight all the way max capacity as full as you can get. Okay? And then what they're doing is you get to the gate. Before you get to the gate, I got the app on my phone for my ticket for my boarding pass and I'm getting alerts like check your carry-on, check your carry-on, full flight, may not get all the carry-ons, check your... Okay. So then now I got a laptop in there so I can't really check that. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to check mine but I get to the gate and it's... They're making announcements left and right. If this is a full flight, we cannot fit all your bags. You will have to check your carry-on if you're sitting in the back of the plane, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, whose fault is this? Is this any traveler's fault that's here? Or is this the dumb airline that overbooks the flight, says you have carry-on space, and then doesn't provide it? That's what frustrates me. Or maybe it's the airline for not enforcing their carry-on size limits that people seem to ignore. But... Either way, why is that on us as the consumers when we buy a ticket and they say, yes, you get a carry-on and you get this? Why is that happening? Excuse me, I checked the terms of my ticket here. It doesn't say anything about me sitting in vomit well, that's for the right. entire ride. I'm saying, like, maybe they should also just leave five seats open on every flight. That's right. And then if you get a vomit seat or a urine and seat I, or I, and, a whatever allow seat. more space for the carry-ons. Yes, and then suddenly now everyone's a little happier. A few people have a little extra room. If you get some people complaining about their arrangement, you can move people around. Why not leave yourself five or ten seats open on every flight? Answer, because they're greedy SOBs that run these airlines, and they want to make a buck, and they're not going to stop at anything. Uh, LeVar
2: Ball, who said he could have beaten Michael Jordan one-on-one during his prime, uh, he says Big Baller Brand is making a comeback. Oh, He debuted some new shoes that... uh, Looked like aqua shoes or Mickey Mouse should be wearing them. If you want to just search LeVar Ball, I'm sure you'll see them or Teddy can tweet it out. I think the bigger story that no one's talking about, this photo of him wearing these ridiculous shoes, is that
3: LeVar Ball seemingly has no ankles. It might just be the way the shoes made, but yeah. Perhaps. It looks like his calf and leg just goes right into the shoe and there's no like bone structure of an ankle. Right. And Again, I know some people, if you're overweight, you can't see that. But this is not an overweight it's gentleman. A, not an overweight dude. I'm just saying, like, this is a guy who claims he's like this, you know, never lost, all that stuff. Well, your ankles ha- are, are missing, bro. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> never lost anything but your ankles, apparently. Those you've lost. Uh, happy birthday, too, to my guy, longtime
2: White Sox announcer. He is retired, but he's always number one in my heart. Ken Hawk Harrelson. That was oh, going yeah. for the
5: triple crown up until I got the hemorrhoid. 82 years old.
2: For That's the hawk, uh, last time I saw Hawk, he was on the golf course and he had gotten to that point. I think all old men get to a point where just randomly they have band aids on their face, <laughs> and so he had gotten to that point. I see where something yeah. was leaking out or a wound. Something happened.
3: Yeah, I wonder what that. I don't know what those are. We well, won't we'll find that out. Happens.
2: Actually, we won't. We will not live long enough
3: to get no. band aid face. No, I do know. Uh, we. I mean we can do this later but we had a you know we obviously lost a uh, musical icon this well i do i i think you're exaggerating a touch jimmy buffett oh i thought you meant the guy from smash mouth oh no (laughs) (laughs) that's what i I thought you meant (laughs) sorry i'm laughing about these people dying i just want to clarify i was talking about jimmy buffett okay a guy who like turned in couple of songs about boats into a media yeah, empire right, okay, okay, that okay, guy that's fine we lost him sadly that's too bad i know a lot of people broken up about that also yes the smash mouth guy died today and no one gave two bleeps that's well, right actually i saw i saw the head he was leading google news smash mouth well, guy yeah because a lot of people don't like him and there's probably a lot of people who are like oh that guy yeah well, guy. i don't know if that was it well he was out there fighting people at yeah, he State was it turns out there's a reason why he was drinking Oh, it, was he? It? It, it's oh. liver, liver died. Oh no, that's how he died. Well, bad. That's liver. too bad. Okay. Well, sorry dead. to hear that. T
2: Bone says, "Glad you're I dead." I didn't say it. I'm Smash saying other people guy. seem
3: not to. <laughs> Glad you're. Dead. You're the one who said he's not a musical hey now, icon. You're a dead now. Hey, those Get Shrek your drink on those Shrek movies made a lot of money, and he had a lot of lot of music. You think going he got on money those? for that. They don't put your song on a well, movie I mean, for free. One, at one time he did. you think he gets royalties for that? Yeah. I don't think so. He wrote. He had multiple songs on there.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, a team no one cares about may be leaving. That's a hell of a tease. Details mm-hmm. next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic.
7: Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: 71 on the north side, northbound at Broad. We have picked up a crash here. It's got the left lane taken up and we're seeing some delays back to 70 and Fisher Road at uh, Macklem Road. It looks like an accident here with police on the scene and that problem on North Napoleon Avenue at Etna Street has uh, got uh, police on the scene. And Remember we have that Labor Day Arts Festival continuing until about 6 tonight in Upper Arlington. So why
0: Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: No Desmond Howard death wishes since 2012. This is Man and Bone.
3: I did call him a moron today, though. Does that count? Well, I mean, that's different than wishing him death. Okay. Just saying he's a All moron. Right. That's allowed. Uh, what if I
2: say, I hope he trips and falls. by like- skins
3: his knee. That's not bad. Can man. I wish that? You said he you hoped he tripped and fell off of the Grand Canyon. That no, 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 would be I different. Didn't, didn't that would be that. that would be not okay.
2: Now if he happened to trip and fall,
3: scraped his knee, and then his knee got infected. <laughs> All right, now we're getting into tro- problematic territory. Let's just right. leave it at a knee scrape. I think we're good. Let's sell some water. That's good, Mike. Well, it's not the water, it's the stuff in your house between the water and your mouth. That's what Connecticut brings you is the stuff between in between your water and your mouth. Water and Well, because you got the water coming in the house and you don't put anything in between. It just comes out of the faucet. You put it in a cup, you drink it, and suddenly
2: a glass usually goes between water and the
3: mouth. Before that, though, you got something that filters out all the crap. That's what Connecticut does. It gets out the gunk from your water. It gets the stuff out that causes those spots on your dishes. And it helps you get the funk out of your water in a variety of ways because there are a variety of things in your water that need to be taken out. That's why the solution from Connecticut is going to be different depending on where you live. That's why you got to call Connecticut, get a local water expert to check out your water with their free at-home water test, and then they'll figure out, do you need the Premier Series water softener? Do you need the K5 drinking water station? If so, what filters in the K5 drinking water station? I have both those things in my house. Did it three years ago. Never looked back. It's a great decision. We're glad we did it. 800-444-1387 or Connecticut Again, that's 800 444 1387 or Good job, Bone. Thanks, man. Uh, a Georgia football staffer was
2: arrested on reckless driving and speeding charges. Stop me if you've heard that before. <laughs> Seriously. Sadly, what the, too many times have we the heard hell that. What is going on in I have, Georgia? I have no idea. And it makes how, no sense. How is it, if you're Kirby Smart, look, I know you've won back to back national championships and you have a pretty long leash. I get it. But how are you not sending out the edict to anyone? associated with your football team, players, coaches, grad staffers, Any cleaning up the guy who's cleaning up the puke sure. from the workouts, right. Yeah, all of it. Hire that guy for Air Canada, too, to clean up their puke. If anybody gets caught doing something in their car they shouldn't be doing, reckless driving, speeding, driving without a license, any of it, you're automatically gone.
3: Yeah. You're, I, you I, have to now. Dude, I don't understand. I mean, you have had... Uh, you had players, di- player die. Yeah, you players go to jail, right? And a former staffer, or at least on trial. I don't remember if they've actually. Former staffer died. got fired. That's right. Former staffer got fired. And I'm just the amount of the amount of things that are coming out of your program that involve this particular type of activity. I am sure there are other programs that have had a few reckless driving incidents over the years. Maybe you just don't hear about them as much. You can say that's fair or unfair. Why don't they report all these every time they happen? The reason is this is national news is because of the previous history with Georgia in this particular thing. It does seem like, and I'm not saying this as a Buckeye fan. I'm saying this as a human being who at some point will have kids in college. They may be a part of some program at the college or something at the college where someone in adult authority is over over top of that and overseeing that. I'd have a problem if my kid is going to Georgia to play football. And yet I'm seeing this same type of thing happen. I'm sure some of those parents had questions for Kirby smart. When this all went down, what's going on? What were these guys doing in these cars? How did this happen? Don't worry. It's never going to happen again. We're not going to see this happen anymore. You're all right. I got this sorted out. And yet the same thing is happening. And it's not just the students. What was the problem with Georgia? When the player died, Right or the former was it a, a player and a former staffer that both passed away no I
2: just a player right okay there, right
3: right but the former staffer was one of the ones in the car yeah and now you have another staffer that's in the car doing the reckless driving this is it's not just the players doing this it's also the people who are in leadership to try to help guide the players so it's systematic it doesn't seem like it's just randomly happening over and over again at some point there's a bigger problem here Bone, I was glued to my
2: television last night watching Northwestern lose to Rutger Mm. (laughs) 24-7. Show that to prisoners. Good for you if you watched that. Oh, just brutal. Uh, Northwestern starts the post-Fats, Pat and Fats. Pat Fitzgerald era with a loss. Uh, The
3: offense was woefully bad. They ran for 12 yards. (sighs) I did see their head coach, the new guy who's filling in. Basically they're asking him and he said, Well, obviously I'm frustrated that we lost, but I'm relieved that we're actually just talking about football. Yeah, just now. getting on the field is a win. Which is which shows you just how dire things have been there at Northwestern, right? It shows you how bad the situation is, where after a loss like that, that was listless and embarrassing, you can say, hey, at least I just get to talk to you now about how the football team's bad, as opposed to all this other stuff they've had to talk about.
2: Let's talk about another team that's bad, no one cares about them, and that is the XFL's Las Vegas Vipers. Yes. Mm. Uh, it's reported in the Las Vegas Review-Journal they will not return to their 2023 home, Cashman Field, in 2024. So they're either going to find a new place in Southern Nevada to play, or they're just going to leave. Uh, The Vipers... Remember when the the first XFL came around? Back when I was banging. Mm -hmm. Like the the Vegas team led the league in attendance, and they were just there, and it was a raucous crowd. Did they win the XFL bowl or title? I could not tell you who won anything. I don't remember. But I remember the people were very excited because... This was the first professional sports entity not counting Major League or Minor League baseball to go to Las Vegas. Sure. And they were ready to show the world like, "Hey, we can do sports here." Now, Las Vegas is the sports Mecca. Mm-hmm. Everything's going there, and according to reports, the Big 10 Championship game will too <laughs> go to Las Vegas, <laughs> which makes me sick to my stomach. I know, man. It's but, so silly. They have, and rightly so, said, hey, we've got all these other things to root for now. We don't much care for the XFL. That can go away. Last year, they averaged 6,028 fans on a five-game schedule. Uh, they lost 8 of 10. Do you know who the head coach was for the Vegas Vipers last year? Uh, no idea. Uh, Rod Woodson oh. was the head coach. All right. Uh, he's been fired. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's gone. Anthony Blevins is the head coach. The XFL... I like how this says this very confidently, too. The XFL returns after the conclusion of the NFL season. No kidding. Do, does it? Well, it it's in theory going I mean, to. Yes, but I just like how we say that. Like, oh, yeah, matter of fact, Rock and all his business
3: partners uh, very keen on losing even more money this year. Well, back to you. If they believe in it, that's what they're going to have to be prepared to do because it's not going to make money the first few years. It's not going to make money also when you're in markets which is what I did not understand with some of these decisions where they put these teams. Why are you putting them in markets where there's already established NFL presence? I don't know. Anybody who wants to go watch football, professional football is going to go watch the NFL. This idea that you're going to get the table scrap fans off the NFL who somehow there's people who want to go see live football, but they can't afford to go to NFL games. So they'll just pony up whatever you're offering and they'll pay money to go do that. Maybe once. But I don't think most of those fans are saying, yeah, I can't wait to buy season tickets and be as invested in that as I am in the NFL the average team. Average 6,000 fans. Right. That's nothing in a city the size of Las Vegas. I'm saying you'd be better off putting that in markets where there's a big football fan base that doesn't have a professional football team. Note here what other cities might fit that bill, but obviously there's one in Columbus, Ohio. No, I don't want them. I am not want them. Dude, I'm not stumping for it. I'm just saying. Don't you think Columbus would fill up whatever stadium they played in? I, I don't know. Better than Las Vegas did. I'm sure they would. Well, better than six thousand. That's what I'm saying. Now, does that mean it's worth your time or it's something you should get invested in? That's a different discussion. I'm just saying. I never understood why they were putting some of these teams in NFL markets. It's not a good competitor for the NFL. Jason's
2: beef with our guy Jason Stark coming up next. Common
7: Man and T Bone on the
2: fan fan traffic.
7: Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: 71 by the north side northbound at East Broad Street crash here has the left lane taken up and we're seeing delays back to 70 right now and fisher road and macklem drive it's an accident with police there in napoleon avenue and uh, at Ness street we have that accident still being cleaned up as well but uh, overall right now we have no reported delays on 70 or 270 traffic is moving well on us 33 i'm rick Shrep, 97.1 the fan traffic sure.
0: "And he likes baseball, he likes solar eclipses, he likes Shohei Ohtani,
1: but he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark.
7: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another air conditioner breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day air installation. It's time
2: for the Hall Famer. Jason Stark, he joins us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Jason.
4: Mike, we're on labor on Labor
2: Day. Oh, you know what? Teddy was just telling me cuz he was talking to you off the air that y- you were watching tennis today. Are you are you not aware? Look, I know the US Open's going on. Are you not aware that the White Sox and Royals just played a 12 to 1 thriller?
4: I'm vaguely aware of it. I didn't watch a pitch of it if that's your point. Good.
2: You know what? You're better off for it. <laughs> but the Reds are in action this afternoon and everyone is tied. I think everyone in the National League is tied for this final wild card spot. Handicap it for me. Who's going to get it?
4: Uh okay, so we're we're not we're not doing Phillies and Cubs, right? We're just assuming no, they're, they're, they're in. They're they're in. They're both legit. I think that's a good idea. Um I, I don't really love any of these four teams and um All right, thanks for coming I, I, on. I <laughs> Like, we talk about this all the time. It's hard, to, it's hard to get excited about any of them, right? The Giants, they can barely scrape together a rotation. Their best offensive player is Wilmer Flores, okay? And they're 13 under 500 since July 18th. The, the Marlins have the same record as the A's since the All-Star break, and the Diamondbacks are right there with them. Um... I, so that who's that leave? That leaves the Reds, and I mean they're just a wildly inconsistent team. I, I I think I would feel better about them if, when that waiver day lottery came around last week, they claimed all the pitchers instead of the hitters. But um, there, it, it's hard to 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 rule their The pot. okay, let me say this again. It's hard to. Look at the Reds and think the other teams are better than them. So let's go, Reds. Let's do it. By the way,
3: on that waiver deadline, you know, acquisitions that, you know, the Guardians made some moves, the Reds made some moves, they picked up guys. Is that something that you expect to continue to see over the next few years? Teams doing this massive salary dump kind of once they're realizing what the Angels did, they're not going to make the playoffs. Is that something you expect? more and more of this to kind of become a late August movement thing where you see some big names moving like that?
4: Uh, look, I, I hope not, man. Um, and I, you know, the, the question is, are these rules going to be the same in a year? And I, I'm a little dubious of that. And there's, there's two ways to, to look at the, the issues here. One is the angels, but they're, they're an embarrassment right now. They just got swept by a team that's fifty games under five hundred. I mean the A's, and they're you know they're officially not trying, and they got to play all these contenders in September: Orioles, Rays, Guardians, Mariners, Twins, Rangers. I've got a real problem with that. I do, um, and so, and then the other end of it is look who is... was. It was great that everybody who got claimed wound up in the state of Ohio, but I i don't know. It's not the way waivers work in my fantasy league. <laughs> if you claim somebody on waivers, then you go to the back of the line, you don't get to claim everybody on waivers. So you, there, I think MLB has to deal with that, too. There, there's, there's a lot of chatter about this in the league office. Um, I, I haven't heard a great idea to head it off, but I think the waiver – the the, the the part of it that I just mentioned, the, a team can claim everybody and be awarded everybody, I think that would clearly uh, be an easy thing to change.
2: Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark here on The Fan. Uh, Major League Baseball announcing that the pitch clock rules will remain the same in the postseason. That had been up for debate, yet several players come out and say, they wanted the rules loosened. Some people said they want the pitch clock to go away. You think it's a smart thing to have the same rules regular season and postseason?
4: Uh, you know, I think that in in a vacuum, you would always want the most important games to be played under the same rules as all the other games. And so I understand that part of it. Um and it's not a surprise. We talked to Rob Manford about this at the All Star game. It's kind of what he was indicating. Uh, we've seen violations continue to just plummet. You know, there's like two violations a week now. So I understand all of that. But, Mike, do you remember the brilliant idea that I had? I just wrote about it a few weeks ago where I proposed each team in, in a postseason game could pick three plate appearances in that game where they could turn the clock off. Like if you think of Trout versus Otani, the last at bat of the WBC, that, that, that kind of confrontation where nobody really cares how long it lasts. What do you think of that idea?
2: Yeah, we talked about that before. I think that's a decent yeah. idea. I don't think it's something that they would just implement out of nowhere for the postseason.
4: It, yeah. I'm, it, uh, you're like everybody that I've run this by. I, I, I asked a bunch of players about it. I thought they'd get excited about it. Not one of them said to me, boy, you're a genius. Right, let, let me you ask you this. That.
2: <laughs> because you, you have been a champion of the zombie runner. See? I said it the right way. I do um, like the zombie runners. I, I, do, I do not like the zombie runners. I like the fact that we don't do that in the postseason. Do you want to see zombies in the postseason, too? Mm-mm, I do not.
4: All right. I, I think that there are... This is the one time where it makes total sense to play with zombie runners during the season, but not in the postseason. Much like hockey. Okay, you could, I mean, hockey has the funky overtime rules in the season to get the games over with. But in the Stanley Cup, you you don't want a game decided like that. So if if you play 11 overtimes, that's kind of cool. I think baseball is the same way. But it, if you're saying it's a flaw in Rob Manfred's logic, let's play all the games under the same rules, I think you got a point.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair, Jason. I do think it would be a mistake. I'm glad Major League Baseball is not going to do It seems like so many people complain during the postseason of how late the game times are. I know sometimes that's unavoidable, but if the pitch clock has helped speed games up a little bit, doesn't that mean you're going to have more people who can stay up with the whole game and hopefully see a good ending or at least... See these games out to their conclusion. That seems like a win for Major League Baseball.
4: Yeah, I th- and I think you're exactly right that that's the overriding reason to do this. The, look, the games are a half an hour shorter, and it, it, right, the postseason games obviously will start later. But uh, if if the games are over at eleven o'clock in the East. W- I mean, what percent of people will stay up and watch the finish versus if they're over at 12.23 a.m. in the East? It's a a huge difference. It's like when you go to a game now, you don't see the stampede of people going to the parking lot in the eighth inning of a tie game. They watch the whole game. They wait. It happened to my family last week. We stayed for all 27-ounce, and then took 40 minutes to get out of the parking lot because people don't leave now. And if you, you, you want people to watch the biggest game, So I think that's a huge factor here.
2: Well, you know what they say if you're going to the south side of Chicago, you come for the gunfire, you stay <laughs> for vanilla ice. That's, that's what they're saying.
4: That's exactly what they say. Isn't mm-hmm. that what Chris
2: Getz said at the press conference? That's exactly right. By the way, it's Hawk Harrelson's birthday today, 82 years old.
4: Happy birthday, Hawk! Well, I assume all Hall of
2: Famers have each other's numbers. On you can you can <laughs> okay, text him, right? A
4: card. <laughs> well, you're, is that a like on the list? All right, in the rankings of biggest days in the in your household, Mike. Yeah. Where does Hawk House's birthday rank? It's pretty. It's pretty up there.
2: I mean, Hawk is, is my guy. Yeah. I mean, that's look. I think every on the board. I think every baseball fan has an affinity of the, for the voice of their childhood, right? Yeah. And and for me, you know, Hawk Harrelson, obviously that two thousand five team, which seems like eighteen million years ago,
4: now, instead of <laughs> I eighteen years in ago.
2: Game since, by the way. No, I, thanks for reminding me. <laughs>
3: hey, yeah, you're aware.
2: No, they won a postseason game. They have won a postseason series. They've
4: won a postseason series since
2: yeah. Yes, they did they did beat the the Rays one game (laughs) in two (laughs) thousand seven, I want to say.
4: Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to forget that. Oh,
2: that was a good one. That was special. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Jason.
4: Happy Labor Day, boy.
2: Happy Labor Day. Jason Stark joins us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
7: Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers.
5: The police are reporting an accident now along the U.S. 23 northbound of Duval Road. And we've got crews on the scene there. The accident on 71 on the north side northbound of Broad Street, that has cleared from the left lane. So we're looking at pretty good travel times there now. Fisher Road at Macklem Drive, an accident. And on uh, State Route 37 at James Road, we've got a crash now reported. And uh, the problem on Napoleon Avenue at Etna Street has cleared. I'm Rick Schrepp for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Buckeye
2: show coming up at the top of the hour. The host of the Buckeye show, your friend and mine at various times this weekend for various reasons. He had nervous diarrhea. It is <laughs> Timmy Hall. Oh, my
6: Kyle McCord lovers. Oh, I love him. Oh, yeah. You guys, I'm looking forward to it. it. Happy
3: Reaction Monday. Here we are. Goodbye. We are, we are here. <laughs> here we are. And now we're gone.
2: No, I, no, I don't no. want to ask you for your thoughts on the game because obviously you're going to be doing this for two hours with with Tyvis. So yeah, instead, yeah. I'll ask you. Tyvis made his debut on Big Ten Network. I saw that. With some gold watching. slip-on shoes. How about that outfit? It was a little black and gold flare for the people well, in West Lafayette. I, I guess he was. Uh, he's going to do that everywhere he goes. Sport a little team
3: color for everywhere. Tyvis, when you're doing a Michigan game, anytime. Soon. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. All oh, right. Are boy. you here this week? You're going to do a little maze in blue?
2: I can't. I don't know. Michigan State. Oh, Michigan yeah. State this week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who they, who they East playing? Lansing. They're playing somebody that sucks. Oh, Richard. Oh, Rich? oh, oh I, I gotta spiders. spiders. You got to dress go. up
3: like Spider Man. That what you got to do. That would be good. I did. Yeah. What did I see? Oh, the Spartan guy. I saw the little mascot dude. He had like a fake camera that he was using as <laughs> like <laughs> a <laughs> prop. The, the mascot they have out there. Yeah, he little, he's got the gigantic head. Yeah, yeah, and he had a big camera to match it, and he was using that, and they were showing that on the broadcast for one of these games. And I thought, I hope he gets more like Carrot Top every week. I hope we get to see more props from these mascots, but especially the Spartan guy because he's such an intense face. Huh. I want more absurd props from him every week if we can get that. Why, why don't we have like a Gallagher situation where somebody smashes watermelons there with a go. sledgehammer That's right great. there on the Gallagher sideline. died recently, didn't he? I believe he did, maybe two or three years ago. But his brother, now, well, brother's two, still alive. There's two right? Gallaghers. Well, the brother is. Uh, did he not go out sometimes as Gallagher? Yes, that's the. Is that what it that was? was? The thing is that you never knew who you were seeing. That was the bit. Apparently, I don't know if that was the
2: bit, or yeah. the fact that both of them were just greedy bastards. <laughs> it was more like a Mary Kate and Ashley Olson thing. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to act. I will never we both want to get that's, paid. That's what I think of when I think of Gallagher. <laughs> I think of the Olsen twins. <laughs> Pretty similar, really. (laughs) And then they smash a watermelon right on Uncle Jesse's (laughs) head. Did
3: you ever see the Gallagher special where he had, and this is so dumb, he had a couch that was the size of like a small gymnasium on the stage, and in the couch, he had giant cushions, he took them off, and then the Wait, so like a a couch that the Jolly Green Giant... Like a comically large couch. Comically large, like he climbed up on it, and on the armrest, he jumped off... He had, took, he had taken the cushions off and shown, like, look what we found in here! And it's, like, you know, like a, a big bubblegum wrapper. He'd throw that out in the crowd. Hilarious. It's the size of, like, a blanket. It's so stupid. Well, and then he pulled out, like, a coin, you know, and it was, of course, the size of, like, a hula hoop size coin. And then he pulled out a uh, provolactic. Very nice. A little... Uh, little birth control there. He threw that out. And then he what proceeded if, what to... If, what if Ann Dill was hiding? Was, <laughs> right. was it full? Right. No, no. No, just empty. Just, oh, a, just, just empty. a pre... But yeah, anyway, yeah. then he like hopped up onto the arm of the thing, and apparently that whole part where the cushions were was a trampoline. So then I he proceeded see. to trampoline and jump back and forth. Again, the 80s were a weird time for comedy, is what I'm saying, because this man made lots of money doing this. That was 70s this. with him, wasn't it? That, 70s was pretty, and yeah, 80s. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, early. I guess you're right.
6: So carrot top really rode those coattails.
3: Oh he's, yeah, he's the '90s Straight Persian. to prison. I did see this in prison? No, <laughs> oh, he's not. I, th- I thought he was a criminal. No, he's he not a criminal. In he's in Vegas. I don't, I
2: don't think he's in
3: prison. I just, he I should just, be in I prison. T- I took, I took Criminally unfunny, criminal. criminal. you could say that, but yeah, not box in office poison. That's right. That's for sure. All right, what's coming up
6: on the Buckeye show? Coming up, your complete breakdown of the Ohio State-Indiana game and some open phone lines a little bit later on oh. in the show, too.
2: Oh, wow. You're taking calls? Going to take some calls
3: oh, tonight. yeah. Let's it's do it. It's
2: Reaction Monday. Let's so get the reaction. reaction. Timmy's nervous diarrhea has gone into a third day. <laughs> <laughs> the delay, I'm told, is working. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common
3: Man and T-Bone.
7: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call
3: 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Uh, Well, man... Apparently, Google is turning 25, which I had not realized, but it's uh, the 25th anniversary of Google. And of all places, Al Jazeera has come up with a list of different things, the most Googled things, uh, year by year. Okay. So I have the top five basically from 2003 on to present day, is, is there t- is
2: Taylor Swift a most googled thing?
3: Well, it's it depends on the year. So, for I don't, don't want to be
2: that thing, but uh, that's twenty years.
3: No, no, no. I know they just did from twenty three or two thousand three on because I oh, guess the so first the fir- few the first years, five years who there the wasn't cares? a lot of good data for that, but I they see. can only see back to two thousand three. So is there a year you'd like to know the most Googled term? Yeah, pick one. Just pick one. Uh, let's go with, I'll start with 2008. How about that? Crew won MLS Cup in 2008. Uh, so of first course the crew. Yeah, that's right. list. Oh, they, no, not, not top five. In at number five, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Number four, Lil Wayne. And then after that, the last three, the top three, are all presidential candidates or vice president. Ah, Obama. Palin right. was third. McCain second. Obama first, and of course he won the presidential election in 2008. So Where there do
2: Tyvis Powell high school stats fall into? I that didn't, I didn't see that
3: one on here. Unfortunately, It'd be about a 2011. I would say
2: that wouldn't be 28 20, 2008. No junior no. high stats.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Junior, junior high. high stats. Uh, now, how about this 2011? Battlefield 3 video game was t- number 5. Casey Anthony was number 4. Yikes. Oh. Ryan Dunn, former jackass participant who I believe died that year was number 3. And Adam Dunn. Uh, well. Him too. Yeah. Uh Google Plus number 2, Rebecca Black. The oh. most Google term of 2011. Friday <laughs> her song fun, fun, "Friday fun, fun, That also means that song is going on 12 years old, which I am shocked that it's been around that long. Uh, this year, if you want to know, the t- or I'm sorry, 2022 is the last one we have. Top five were India versus South Africa, India versus England. These were for cricket, I believe, Queen Elizabeth, hey. Ukraine, and the number one search term last year, Wordle.
5: Because oh people started playing the,
3: the game Wordle, number one. Are people number still playing one. that, or is that? Oh yeah, that people done. play. My mom and dad not don't
6: just play it; they like have a big competition over oh. it. Oh, no. it's it's a big strange,
2: deal. yeah. All right. Buckeye shows next. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T Bone on the fan Fan traffic
7: sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers.
5: We've got a couple of lanes blocked on 71 on the north side, southbound between 270 and State Route 161. That's due to an Earlier vehicle, fire, emergency cruiser on the scene here. U.S. 23 northbound at Duval Road, we have a crash being cleaned up. North Street at uh, Sycamore Road is where we find a crash. And Fisher Road at Macklem. that's where we have an accident with police there on the scene. And on State Route 37 near James, an accident as well. I'm Rick Schrepp for 97.1, the fan traffic. <laughs>
0: broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
7: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
1: WBNSFM, HD One Columbus.
7: The Fan. The
3: Fan. Sports. Good evening. But starting with baseball here, after splitting a four game set against the Cubs over the weekend, the Reds home stand continues with a three game series against the Mariners. The first of those three games got started a couple hours ago. It's currently in progress. Right now, the Reds lead that game five to two in the top of the seventh inning. Spencer Steers three run shot in the second inning, helping lead the way there. After taking two or three against the Rays over the weekend, the Guardians continue their own home stand tonight against the Twins. They're just about to get underway at progressive field for tonight's game. Lucas Giolitos on the bump there for Cleveland. Cleveland set to make his first start for the guards. We've got one more game on the Week One college football schedule. That's tonight as number nine Clemson goes on the road to face the Duke Blue Devils. That game will kick off tonight at eight. We'll have coverage starting on the Fan here at seven thirty. And we're just three days away from the NFL season getting underway. The defending Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, will host the Lions on Thursday night An eight twenty kickoff there from Arrowhead.
0: Breaking sports news when it happens on the Fan, Ohio sports destination.